Hello, welcome back, welcome, welcome back, welcome for the first time, welcome to Talking Bollocks with me, your host, Howard H. Smith. Yeah! It's nice to be back, folks. Yes, um, I uh, was the singer in uh, now disbanded, inactive, defunct, whatever you want to call it, um, UK thrash band called Acid Rain. Um, put a few discs out back in the day, bruv. Um, really? A- apparently. Uh, apparently they're out there. Uh, you can track them down if you really want. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's that's what I used to do. What I do now is um, stand-up. I have been doing for many years. 15 years, actually. Jesus Christ. Um, that's uh, that's a long time. Um, and uh, and I'm your host for, for this journey through heavy metal bollocks. Um, this episode coming up is, um, I'm obviously going to say, it's a fucking cracker, okay? Um, uh, I don't think there is going to be a podcast that's going to start with me going... Yeah, it's really not up to much this month. Probably best you don't listen. Yeah, can't see that happening. Um, but anyway, welcome. Um, and, and I'm feeling, I'm feeling. In fact, this is not just feeling it. This is a fact. We have got some new listeners. In fact, 750 people have um, signed up for bollocks. Yes, uh, 750 of you out there are downloading this and this is your first new podcast um, because we picked up um, just over 750 new subscribers uh, on iTunes from the po- from the uh, Prong uh, interview, which was which is really cool because I think that kind of demonstrates definitely sort of what audience is out there for, for Talking Bollocks and you're obviously um, uh, it's it, largely old school so uh, any of you youngsters listening welcome um, but um, yeah it, it, there's, it does seem there's a pretty old school vibe going on here which is you know very cool because I am fucking old and um, and I, I didn't go to school much so there you go there's uh, old and no school um, but anyway yeah rambling is your in, in, in case you've listened to, well you've definitely listened to episodes before I'm presuming unless this is the first one if it is then this is what I do every time I, I just ramble at the top um, uh, and you know most regular listeners know to um, to just fast forward through all of this and, uh, and get to the uh, get to the cool interviews um, but uh, for those of you still listening it's um, it's nice to have you around um, thank you one and all for making Talking Bollocks the um, the success it is we're now up to just under three and a half thousand subscribers on itunes fucking how many three and a half thousand that's fucking amazing yeah i know um blown away absolutely blown away um so thank you uh, everybody um for all the tw- followers on twitter you can get us at talking bollocks except instead of an s on the end of bollocks it's a z so that's capital t talking capital b bollocks okay that's the twitter and this is very important, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, there's. I, 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 I'm convinced there's no female listeners. If you are a female listener, can you please just, just do a tweet or just do one email, Howard at allaboutherock.co.uk, um, or a message on our new Facebook page, which I'm going to give you the address to in a minute. Just please, just, just so I know there's at least um, one female listener. Um, it's just I'm just out of interest. That's all, you know. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not coming on to you, you know. Unless, of course, uh, you happen to be available. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, so I, that'd be good to know. And like I said, purely curiosity. Um, but yes, mention there of the Facebook page. Um, there, there was never really a plan to do this. Oh, we're on YouTube as well, so you can listen on YouTube. You can subscribe via YouTube, um, and that is YouTube.com/talkingbollocks. Uh, Again. 
Talking, capital T, bollocks, capital B, except with a Z on the end instead of an S. So um, you will not be surprised that the Facebook page address is facebook.com forward slash talking bollocks again. Now, the reason um, I kind of went for the Facebook page, we're going to kind of really... It never really crossed our minds. I say hours in my good friend Craig at All About the Rock, who helps me um, helps me with this. He uh, well, you know, he puts it on their website, etc. Um, yeah, we weren't sure about our Facebook page, and um, and then I thought, well, it's it's just it's a great place to for people to be able to go. If you're listening to this, if you are interested in any, you know, because I always say like, oh, Google or DuckDuckGo, as we do from now on, um, you know, search for this or search for that um and with the facebook page um what i'm going to do is post um after the podcast comes out so once you've listened to this um if there's anything that you think is remotely interesting that you'd like to hear more of um or you know anything that i make mention of like i made a, a mention of my the alien that lives in my room um in my in my lounge um that from the alien movie if you want to have a look at alan the alien you can go onto my facebook page and there's a picture of alan up there but there's also like you know links through to to uh 12 foot ninja still loving it um and there's you know so, so basically i'm going to post any links up there of stuff that i mentioned during the podcast on the facebook page so you know it's, it's, it's worth tuning in why don't you waddle on over there get on over there it is facebook.com uh, forward slash talking capital t bollocks capital b all one word a z instead of an s okay so i guess we're pretty much um clued in on that so um what's been going on um well i'm look, I'm, I'm gonna be um i'm gonna be a little bit um uh self-obsessed here in case <laughs> you hadn't already realized that um uh i played download on wednesday night uh, it's my fourth year at the uh the comedy tent download um uh, which was great fun uh, really enjoyed it, um, and um, I, I tend to jump around and do a uh, do a cover version. By the way, I do stand up as a character called Keith Platt, professional Yorkshireman. You can get me on Twitter at Keith Platt, capital K, capital P. You can find me at uh, on Facebook, um, facebook.com forward slash Keith Platt. Um, so come looking for me. Anyway, um, I, I finished my set with a karaoke version of Walk by Pantera. And I always jump around uh, quite severely during this, and I did. And um, I had a, I had an anterior cruciate ligament replacement done on my right leg last year's ACL. And before you go, oh, he's getting old. Yes, I am, like everybody else. But it's not an age thing; it's an impact thing. Okay, fucking, um, what's his name? Theo Walcott missed the World Cup because of an ACL, and he's twenty-four. So there you go. Anyway, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I jumped around, and about half an hour after my set, my leg just started really seizing up. And, um, and basically, I have been on my sofa for the last two days, icing my knee and just trying to get the swelling down and praying I haven't fucked it up properly. It, 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 the good news is it seems to be coming round okay. Um, and, uh, and I've just suddenly realised how much uh, needless bullshit in my life I am sharing with you. Um, sorry about that. Uh, the, uh, look, basically, the leg's going to be okay, I think, so um, result. But it was great. It was great fun to do download. Um uh, as always and um yeah it was, you know it's my my favorite gig of the year um it was a little, little bit quiet compared to uh, to previous uh, previous years but good fun no no, uh, no less so anyway um moving on i am going to th- this seems to be quite a um i'm developing quite a talent for having to apologize to people it's like 
I, I'll mention something in the podcast and then I apologize, apologize the following episode. You'll notice a pattern developing here. Um, this time, I, um, I've got to apologize to Mosh and Destroy Internet Radio. Andy Kennedy, who runs that there. Andy, sorry about that. I, I tried to give him a plug on uh, last month's podcast. And as you uh, regular listeners will know, my, my memory is um, weed-battered and failing. And um, I called the Mosh Radio all the way through it. Um, which is basically a completely useless name check because it's the wrong fucking name, you dick! Um, so, my apologies. Um, uh, yeah, it's Mosh and Destroy Radio. My apologies to Mosh and Destroy Radio. Um, who can be find, uh, found on Facebook, Mosh and Destroy? Look it up. Um, I, hey, there you go. I'm going to look it up. No need. I'll put a link on the Facebook page. Check that out. We've got 160 um, followers on Facebook at the moment. Please, please, please. I'm trying to, you know, we're trying to create a little bit of a community here. The Facebook page is there to reflect the podcast. So, like I said, you know, hopefully we can, we'll, we'll build a little community of sorts there and um, of like-minded people who buy CDs, pay for music, like cool bands, um, are very old school, but also like some of the new school and all the rest of it. Just a place where cool people can, you know, hang out and trade ideas. Because that's the other thing as well, you know, you don't just have to put up with my shit on the Facebook page. Please, you know, post your own suggestions. If you've got a band or a friend's band, post a link up there. Oh, and that reminds me. I know I've gone off on a tangent. This will be um, familiar to regular readers. Um, going off on a tangent. Um, all About The Rock moved um, the um, their web server this week. Now, I must mention, as I always do, allabouttherock.co.uk. Great website where this podcast is hosted. This podcast wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for them. It would never have happened. So all due respect to All, uh, all About the, uh, the Rock and everybody there. Um, and they moved um, uh, web servers this week. And unfortunately, I lost all my emails. So if you're out there and you're in a band and you've sent a song for me to play, can you please resend it? Same email address. It's just it moved servers and it all got lost. So please do send your stuff through. Um, and um, I, and actually, I've got I've, I've still got um, uh, some bands who I, I've got your tunes but I've I've only got your tunes, and I don't know what your band's actually called. So let me just um, let me just have a look here. I'm going to read some song titles out. Right. Um. So if you're out there, I think it's Firebomb by Firebomb. If you are listening to this, can you let me know if that is the name of your band? Just send me an email. I've still got the track. Um. And whoever sent me the track, Mental Perception, I've still got that one as well. So can you let me know who you are? Um. That'd be really cool. Um, but I've got a few bits and pieces kicking around. Um, but there you go. That's um, uh, that's the score there. Now I did I did start out talking about something, didn't I? Um, and I think I've gone off on a tangent and lost where I am. Um, yeah, Facebook or oh, Mosh, yeah, Mosh and Destroy Radio. Yeah, going back to that. Yeah, so Mosh and Destroy. I'll put a link up on Facebook. Very um, uh, check it out. It's very cool. Um, what I said last month applies. Please do get into them. Um, support them. They're on at Friday and the weekends. Um, and uh, and apologies for fucking up um, my my shout out. I, it I, it's quite obvious to any anybody listening, even including me. It's quite obvious that I'm never actually going to get any advertisers on there. That's definitely not going to happen because they're just going to take one listen to this and go, Jesus Christ, this this guy just gets stuff wrong. He's just you know we're not giving we're not giving him adverts. He'll just fuck it up. What an idiot! And uh, and they'd be right because um, that is probably what I would do. Although when there's money riding on it. Who knows? Might actually deliver. Um, so, uh, moving on. Just a little bit about the podcast coming up. Um, we have actually got three songs on the podcast uh, this month. Woohoo! Yeah! 
fucking tunes. Yep, we have got some music coming on the podcast. Um, uh, I'm I'm not gonna. Well, I, I'm gonna reveal. There's a couple of fuck shovel songs gonna be on here because the interview's coming up later, and I wanted you guys to basically have a flavour of what they're like because they're they're probably the the smallest band that I've that I've interviewed so far. In fact, they are. Um, and uh, and they're a little bit of a you know they're a little bit of a cause of mine. I'm, I'm I really like it. It's a very very original album. It's I mean I described it the other day as um, um, balls out, feel good indie metal thrash popcore. I mean I, you know I, I I don't basically I don't know. That's what that kind of bollocks genre that I just made up uh, means. Um, but all I know is I like it. Um, it. You know the sensibilities there, the old school production there. Anyway, I'll. I'll I'll play you a song, then the interview will be there, and then I'll play a song afterwards, and then we're finishing with a special tune, um, uh, and and there is actually a special ending to the show this um, this month, so um, please do uh, persevere, listen all the way to the end. I'm I'm sure you all do listen all the way to the end, but um, especially uh, especially this month. But um, right, picking up on things that I wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, oh, Stones of Madness, right? Um, not a film. It's a, it's a band. Uh, you can download their EP. Um, you can actually buy their EP on CD because that's what decent people do. Or you can buy the download because that's what semi-decent people do. Or you can download it like a freeloading cunt. Um, but either way, the uh, the EP, Stones of Madness, um, is... Um, uh, well, the band is Stones of Madness. And um, the reason I checked it out is because the singer is um, Kelly Schaefer of uh, Atheist. And uh, it's always got to be worth checking out what guys in Atheist are up to. Um, I'm sad to report, except in this case. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Um, it, it's all right. Uh, Kelly, if you're listening, nice to hear you doing something different. Um, but by the same token, let's just say I was rather relieved to hear this week that um, Atheist are entering the studio to do a new album. Because the last uh, the last one they did, Junior. Uh, junior? <laughs> junior? Junior, fucking Junior, Jupiter, like someone, like a thrash metal band are going to call their album Junior, for fuck's sake. Um, uh, yeah, the, the album Jupiter, which was awesome, a fantastic, fantastic return to form, like they'd never been away. Um, well, um, yeah, they, so they're planning a new album, but in the meantime, Kelly Schaefer's been doing this um, Stones and Madness things, but it's it's just a bit, it's a bit Alice in Chains, a bit Stone Sour, a bit middle of the fucking road for me. Um... But hey, you know, I spent money to find that out because, um, you know, I, I follow follow Atheist, always have been a big fan for years. So, yeah, why the hell not? Why the hell not, um, you know, pay up and listen to a bit and check it out? So, um, so anyway, uh, yeah, check it out if you want. I realise I haven't given it the most um, uh, ringing of endorsements, but it's it's still it's still worth checking out. Um, I would definitely. Uh, yeah, have a couple of listens. You, you can find it. I'll put a link on the Facebook page. I've got to get, got to get used to saying that. Um, so, yeah, I will get that up there um, for people to check out if you want. Um, I've had no emails from anybody about um, female-fronted bands that uh, that I should try and listen to and get into. Um, and, uh, and I didn't make it clear last month, and I should say I've got absolutely no problem with, the, with women in bands, you know, bass players, guitarists. Not, not, I just seem to have this aversion to... Um, to female fronted bands um, and um, uh, and and um, yeah, thanks for all your suggestions. Not a one of um, of of bands I should give a try, unless you're you know listening to this and you and you're just like kind of nodding your head, going yeah, know what you mean, mate. 
Um, I, I don't know, but um, and and again, any female listeners, if you wanna if you wanna make a cause, um, in fact, kill two birds with one stone. That's not birds, as in women. I'm not referring to you in a uh, sexist manner. Okay, I'm just saying, kill two birds, flap flap flappy wing birds, right? Kill two birds with one stone. Send me a message saying yes, you're a listener, and you stupid fucker. Check this band out, who are female fronted, and uh, think are going to change your mind. So there you go. There's a there's a mission for any any female listeners that we may have, um, and please, you, you know, genuine listeners, not just fucking blokes setting up a, an email account under a woman's name. Because I I I'm I'm sure somebody would do that, um, or maybe not. Maybe you maybe you're all busy and got lives. Um, that's probably more likely, actually, isn't it? Given the um, given the amount that you uh, you don't interact with uh, <laughs> competitions and things like, you're never going to live that down, guys. For new listeners who haven't gone back through the podcast, we had a signed Slipknot book available um, uh, as a prize on the uh, on the podcast, and we had three people enter the whole competition. Hence, we won't be doing any competitions again. And the winner sent a message saying, "Thanks for that. It's on eBay." So um, yeah, hey, just catching you up there. <laughs> Uh, what else? Um, Tim Hall, thank you very much. Um, uh, Tim sent me um, some really positive feedback on Facebook, which was really, really nice. Thank you very much, Tim. Really do appreciate that. Um, and again, all I can say is if you get the time, if you happen to be on iTunes, right, maybe you just seen like Talking Bollocks new episode is downloading or something like that. Please go to the Talking Bollocks page. You don't have to write a little review. A couple of people have, and that's very nice. But if you, you know, if you haven't got time, totally understand. Please just rate us. Can you just rate us? You know, out of the five stars, preferably five. No ones, cunts. No ones, right? No. Look, put what you like. But at the moment, we haven't got enough stars um, for the. Um, we haven't got in. You know, not enough people have rated the podcast for it to have a rating. The minute it has a rating. Um, it will then get into the podcast charts or has a chance of getting into the podcast charts. And then after a while, you know, basically it's all going to help. It's all going to help build us. So look, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just saying to you guys, if you can help build us, that would be great. It's never going to change. You are always going to be too cool for school. This is going to be invariably a well-kept secret talking bollocks. It's just the cool people who know what's going on. Um, but by all means, if we can get this community up and we can get the listens up, and we can, it just it just gives us more power here to be able to go further and further up the tree um, and interview further and further up. Because at the moment, it's still a little bit like the guys at All About the Rock are, are brilliant and they get me interviews and, and I'm connecting with people I used to know uh, and getting interviews that way. But it would be really cool to be able to just actually, you know, have some kind of a little bit more weight behind us. Um, but... And that's down to you guys. If you can do it, that'd be awesome. If you don't have the time, I totally understand. But it it would be cool. And as always, I will always say, if you've got any friends who've got podcast apps on their phones, on their tablets, next time you see them, ask them if they've got a podcast app. When they say yes, tell them to open the app. Take the phone, take the tablet off them. Put in Talking Bollocks. It goes there. Subscribe, give it back, tell them you've done them a favour. That'd be awesome. Thank you very much. Anyway, Wow, this is just packed to the rafters full of um, self-congratulation and promotion at the moment, isn't it? I'll tell you what, um, we've had a little bit of a chat. Uh, more to come. Hard luck, fuckers. Um, more to come, but um, let's, uh, let's, get, let's get just straight in with an interview. Um, I, um, I'm going to do... Uh, should we interview or, or music? Uh, duh, 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 duh. Should we do... Um, I tell you what, I tell you what, we're gonna go, we're gonna go, um, we're gonna go fuck shovel first, I think. Yeah, what the hell? So I'm gonna do, um, we're gonna play you a track from uh, fuck shovel now, uh, and then it's gonna go into the interview. Now, um, 
the interview takes place. I, I set it up at the beginning, but just so you know, in advance, this was done in a bar, and um, and, and the, the 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 background noise does get does fade away after about half an hour, forty minutes. Um, uh, but it, it, basically, what you're listening to is a bunch of guys having a few beers in in, in a bar. I think we we all about three or four beers each. They went off to rehearse afterwards. Um, and um uh and and yeah it's it's just it's a really good laugh i mean the it, they've got some amazing tales to tell i mean there's 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 people in the band who've worked with cradle of filth plan b now there is a phrase that you never thought you'd hear people who've been in bands with cradle of filth and plan b yeah quite diametrically opposed there but um yeah it's just it's 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 a cool interview they're really cool guys um i hope you enjoy it i'm going to pre i'm going to just stick a song on now um, for you to get a bit of a listen and this is um, Fuck Shovel from the album where is it hang on where's the CD well hang on folks just gonna because I always do this right um, proving none of this is edited um, yeah here we go here we are here's the CD yeah, I mean that could be anything couldn't it I don't know why I'm doing this um, uh, this is what we are is the album okay um, and um, it's, it's superb absolutely superb I'm really into it um, so anyway like I said Fuck Shovel um, and this song if in case you've never heard them before is your first exposure to Fuck Shovel this song is called Long Time Dead <laughs>
So that was some um, some fuck shovel for you there, folks. Um, cracking stuff, and um, uh, that set you up all nicely for the interview. So this is me and fuck shovel a few weeks ago um, having a chat in the Montague Pike. Sorry, in the Montague Pike. No, I met up with them. <laughs> I met up with them a few days ago to have a few more beers. Uh, no, we met up um, in the Phoenix Theatre Bar, um, which um, sounds very lovely. Um, but it's, it's just a super cool place and really nice check that out if you're ever in London the Phoenix, the Phoenix Theatre Bar so it's very cool so anyway here is uh, my chat with Fuck Shovel right okay um, right um, uh, hello um, welcome uh, with us going to be there's a fair amount of background noise um, as you probably already can hear we've got some music down here um we're in a place called the Phoenix Theatre Bar, which is next to the Phoenix Theatre in London. It's very nice. It's um, it, the, the walls are covered with old pictures of actors and actresses from all over the years. We've got Judy Dench and Ben Whishaw looking down at us from a poster, um, and um, and I'm here with um, four fifths. Sorry, three fifths. I'm, th- I'm putting three quarters. Right, I'm, I'm putting myself in the band now, aren't I? <laughs> Um, uh, of the band um, Fuck Shovel, um, it's a, 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 a bit of a long story as to how I how how this has ended up happening um, and how I discovered these guys. Um, but for those um, for those, well, I, I'm letting you introduce yourselves. I'm John Stone. I do the singing. Like. Excellent. I'm Randy, and I play the guitar sometimes. I'm John Boy. I play the bass. Excellent. Okay, so we've got John Boy on bass, Randy guitar, and John on vocals, and uh, and me. I'll be doing the interview. Um, I've so just, I've just noticed there's no yeah. Keith Chegwin poster anywhere in the bar. It's, <laughs> it's a disgrace, isn't it? No Rolf Keith Chegwin. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's leave Rolf out of this, guys. All that's left is didgeridoo. Yeah, I don't think it's been said many times on Facebook. I don't think. Um, Singing a song in court about having a third leg is helping his cause at the moment, really. Are they not? So anyway, um, to give you the listener a bit of background on Fuck Shovel, I, actually I'll have probably done that on the podcast, so we'll, we'll fuck that off as a bad idea. It should have been Jake the take the extra hand. <laughs> Perhaps he was. Uh, good point, yeah, yeah. good point. Well, anyway, moving on. So... Um, I don't know who, who, which one of you guys runs your sort of Facebook or is mainly on Facebook. Right. Okay. So do you remember me first messaging you and slagging you off and slagging your album off? Yes, because you didn't like the guitar. Right. Okay. Let me let me be completely clear. This is a, this is totally genuine, listener. Right, these these guys that we first met on Facebook, which was when I was messaging messaging them, slagging them off. Right. Which is the kind of thing that I fucking do, as you. As you all know, don't um, remember that more than almost unlistenable. So, I think you said. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> it's better than so, I've thought. But there, there you go. Yeah. just kept me awake all night. <laughs> no, no, but you, you certainly, you certainly remember it. Well, look, I, yeah, and you're right. That quote, almost unlistenable, is absolutely true. I track, I checked out the album on three different sites that I use, including Spotify, and all of them had this fucking horrendous, horrendous lo-fi mix of the album where literally the, I, I don't know I don't know if you've changed how you've uploaded it I tried it in two different um, uh, browsers but all I could get was just this like the drums were really faint in the background and the vocals and it literally it sounded like um, 
the kind of thing that the, the kind of mix it sounded like when you're in a studio trying to mix something and you put you know certain things right up the front because you want to get that sound right yeah. and then you put it and it sounded like one of those mixes it sounded like fucking mental and that's why I in my inimitable style we're like messaging you because it was like I was it, it was like I was annoyed that I could hear there was some good songs in there yeah, yeah. but I couldn't get past the the audio and it was really fucking winding me up and I was as usual getting on my high horse and I remember one of you guys just messaging back taking all the wind out of my sails and just saying well you know it's, it's it, we, we you know we like you know we, we deliberately went for the old school style and we like it and we're happy with it. And, and, and straight away, you just made me feel like a massive cunt. <laughs> it was so polite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't want to offend anybody who actually got in touch with us. <laughs> but, it was, but it was absolutely spot on. It was absolutely spot on because it's like, it made me so, I think I replied to that because I, I was like, that's really made me think about all the slaggings that I've done have had over the years. And you've always been like, yeah, but that's the way we wanted it. So when we did when we recorded it initially, um, it kind of ended up being like sort of this sort of generic sort of modern metal sound. The food we actually recorded it twice effectively because the first time we did it, it kind of had all the sort of everything was tuned, everything was quantized, and and it just sounded you know just could have been anybody. At which point we thought, well, that's just pointless because it doesn't sound like us. So for better or for worse, we kind of went back in, spent another 18 months and God knows how much money, sort of just re-recording it all, so that at least we could sort of listen to it ourselves and kind of go, well, that sounds like that's not somebody processing it, basically, to sound like everybody else. And that is, that's really interesting, because I played, I played your album to a, um, a producer that I know, and, and he really liked it, and he really liked the songs, and he just said, he said, I'd love to just get hold of these, get hold of these guys, and give them the production they deserve, something a bit more classy. And, and funnily enough, I said to him, "Well, look, I remember, you know, I, I know that this is very much what, you know, what they were after and what and what they want." So it's funny that like that sort of that music biz insider, you know, sort of listens to his his words. Were it's it, it's great, it's wonderful, but for me, it sounds like a demo. And to me, that's a compliment, you know, because I think I think it sounds like a really sort of top quality demo. Which in, in this should, should sound more, more than half the fucking money we spent. <laughs> no, the point. That, no, no, no. But the, the point, the point, I'm, the point I'm making is that um, it's got that, it's got that, it's got that. Well, it's got exactly what you wanted to achieve. It's got that life. It's got that atmosphere. It's got that live yeah. kind of real feel. Some of it is actually done live. Me, John Roy, and David Narago. In the studio to play it down live you know, for the album, not just yeah. nobbing about. You know? so, yeah. Like, I think Porsche's box, Skull and Bones, um, there's a couple of others. What, the other thing we tried to do, when we first went in, we spent so many hours kind of almost, you could say, trying to make it mathematically perfect with the notes, like get your downstrokes right here. And then when we did this one, we just got live takes where you might there might be random notes, but that's exactly what we wanted. We wanted an organic. Know, real fuck shop recording where possible and sound. You know, we don't want people to come and see us and they think, oh, but they, they sound like this on CD, but nothing like that. Live. We wanted to capture what, you know, what we sound like. It's crap in the studio, we are live. <laughs> sorry, that was me knocking the mic over, folks. Yeah, sorry we just killed that. the singer. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, well, you know, I mean, and you've definitely, you've definitely got that. But there is a, um, there's, there's a, there's a kind of weird sort of collection of styles and vibes. And I mean, I, I mean, you know, you've seen I've tweeted it and stuff, and, I, and there's everything in there from metal, punk, indie, and by that, no, by that I mean kind of like sort of guitar, sort of 80s, 90s indie in there that kind of just sort of there's just there's, 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 a, there's an underlying attitude that is similar across the album but there just seems to be like I mean there's some all out fucking thrash metal on there and then there's some and, the, and then there's some but then there's some also some real sort of I wouldn't say rock and roll but I don't know well it's it's, it's, it's a combination of the, of, the, of the four of us basically you know because oh, right, so who's who then well, I, I'm kind of more what we call the trad rock. You know, right, I'm, okay. I, I like your sort of, you, you know, your Lizzie, your Zeppelin, Akadaka and all that sort of stuff, essentially. Right. Randy's Randy. a bit more your sort of... What's your bag? Oh, a bit more fashion Music punk. Yeah, it was the... Uh, I'm the cider drinker, remember they? <laughs> they were <laughs> my early influences. What are they called? Wurzels, the Wurzels, that's it. <laughs> so, so basically, I mean, Randy likes all the sort of thrash stuff. I mean, John Boy and Dave are kind of they're younger than us, and they kind of like a bit more. Yeah. Dave's like Pantera and all that, which is where all the sort of feet come in. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like different influences. So you got like, um, you might listen to stuff like anything from the Bronx, ACDC. The Bronx, I remember that. Very little filth. Um, Peter and the Test Tube Babies. Um, Acid Rain, just, obviously. Acid Rain. Just such a yeah. wide array of. Acid Rain. Is it Acid Rain? <laughs> Band. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. But it's weird because a lot of people aren't that keen because we kind of have songs that are kind of a bit more punk, songs that are a bit more metal, like you say. So sometimes it's quite difficult because it's like, well, where do you actually. A lot of. Some bands are very much kind of one star, where we're a bit of a mix. And I think that kind of encapsulates our first album. We've written it with the influence of all the different members of the band. And uh, it's good. We all seem to get on and respect each other's style. And we all seem to be willing to allow it. And in the new stuff we're writing as well, there's still, you know, it's not following any one particular style. We're still using the same thing of, you know, he's coming up with a riff and the style he likes. I'll lock down something on the bass with the drummer that's quite sort of tight and we're into and it. You know, you've got John Butler and some Charlie vocals in it. So it's still... Still there. So, uh, so what you really need is uh, what you need is is people who are who are open-minded across all the board. People who are just fans of music, like myself. Because yeah, thing is, we we try and write songs. Yeah, even the trashy bits. It's, you know, it's, there's a reason for it being there. Yeah, you need you know, some of the people can hear it and go right. There's a hook line there. Oh, that's a good riff. You know, rather than we've had songs that just go on at a thousand mile an hour. There's no point doing it. Everybody's done it, everybody does it better than we do. So we just play what we play, you know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, Slayer's greatest songs is the songs. They've got choruses, yeah. you know, and that's, that's our mental really. Yeah. You know, you need to, you need to give the listeners something to listen to. Yeah, it's like somebody asked me what kind of music I like, and I said, well, good. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And Metallica's best songs are great. Megadeth, all those bands, Suicide Tendency, all monster songs. Suicide Tendency, speaking of which, have you heard Ice T's cover of Institutionalized, no, which is going to which is going to be on his new, on the new album. Yeah. I have just been listening to it on repeat. Um, it's it's insane. 
he's, he's absolutely he's, he's basically he's, he's covered institutionalized but he's totally updated it yeah. to to playing on it playing on his xbox and and, uh, and then the whole, the whole vocal bit through the middle you know, yeah 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 well he starts out and it's, it's like he comes he's, he's playing on his xbox and his wife comes in and gives him grief and they argue and she says he, he should be locked away then it's uh, he's on the phone and he can't get he can't get his email so he can't get his password so he he's speaking to somebody and they're asking him like what's you know what's your pet's first name and he's like what are you fucking me <laughs> and no uh, no crazy and then right at the end he's caught like eating a fucking eating a pork sandwich and this guy's like this guy's going you do know you do know pork can kill you don't you and he's going not unless they find a way to shoot it out of a fucking gun <laughs> and it's just honestly it's, it's, it's awesome check it out check it out um, uh, yeah when you when you get home it's uh, it's brilliant it really is but sorry I didn't mean to sidetrack you there it's just that you totally yeah, remind me of it's the tunes you know that's what we need you know we don't just want to turn up and be you know we are you know I think a lot of people when they hear the name they probably expect kind of mindless numb music really which is what you know as John, John will tell you which is what we're you know that's why we kept the name because we're not that you know we, we rarely swear in songs and the songs aren't mindless you know people you, it's quite funny because people sort of say oh check out this band I was expecting you know like Cannibal Corpse or something and instead I got more you know compare it to someone else and that's what we set out to do like when we play concerts we don't just want it to be Heavy amount. We want to have a bit of swagger in our songs, you know. We want to have a bit of a, a bit of a gurning moment. Is so we're, we're all we're all about that. We want to encapsulate like a number of different feelings when we play it. So. I, I I like that because whilst you were describing that sort of um, that myriad of emotions and and the musical journey that you like to take people on, in my head all I could hear was what part of fuck off don't you understand? <laughs> There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, if you're listening and thinking, I've just told them to fuck off, no. But that is that is like probably as one of my favourite musical refrains of the last few years. There's a section right at the end of um, one of the songs. Which song is it? Porsche's box. Porsche's box. Ironically, um, and at the end of it, uh, there's just this refrain: "Is what part of fuck off don't you understand?" It closes the album. And um, it's yeah, it's, it's it's great, but it's great because it's almost like as it comes to the end of the album, it almost feels like as a listener. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You lot are just going like, what the part of fuck off? Don't you understand? This is the last song. Fuck off. We empty you know. a lot of rooms when we do it live. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool, cool man. But it did take, that, that particular song, going back to what John was saying about yeah. the, you know the swearing. I mean, it, that, I've had that sort of lyric for a couple of years, and, and they were going. You can't use it in the song just because we call fuck song. You shouldn't actually swear in the songs just to sort of counterpoint the, the name of the band. And the invention's like fuck off. We're gonna have this chorus. But, oh, yeah, but it, it, I understand that thinking, but then it comes to a point where what's the point of the name if all it does is restrict you? Yeah. And, and I would imagine it restricts you enough as it is, which is actually. Um, I'm glad we've gone to the subject because, and I, I know you're aware of it because I tweeted it. But um, your album, when imported into any Microsoft software, your band is called Shovel, and you can't track any artwork and attach it to to your album or, or any of that. Are you aware of that? And oh, you, you do all that modern stuff. You, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, only through that. I mean, I wasn't aware of it until you said. Um, right. 
yeah, obviously now aware of it. I mean, that's, that's Microsoft's policy, I guess. I know, it's just, it's, it's, it's kind Fuck of... Fuck we've got apples. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of scary, isn't it, that, that one, you know, an organisation suddenly decides mm. that... And the thing is, I suppose the scary element is that if, if your album back in the day wasn't going to get stopped, then your album wasn't going to get stopped, and there was a... You knew about it. You were told about it. But, but for 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 a band to find out over a year after their album comes out that there's a major music retailer totally censoring your name is is kind of like well, you know, you 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 can make a choice for choice for them to not stock it, not sell it, whatever. But for nobody to actually tell you, it, it just seems like a bit out of order, really. They probably don't even know they're doing it. It's so insignificant. <laughs> Oh, I'm, sh- I'm sure Bill Gates would be gutted at the Microsoft Microsoft shares we'll if you we'll made, if you a, made a fuss of And we'll colour the fucking on the T-shirt. <laughs> so it's so no, I'll tell you, no, That's just send, we'll send, send him a T-shirt, send him a T-shirt, and just a fuck and then a picture of the shovel. Yeah. Right, and just try, you know, try and get his interest that way. So send him a fuck shovel and we'll put little windows over the NBCK or something. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But, um, yeah, because because uh, I, I use um, I use Windows Windows Phone as a mobile operating platform for a lot of stuff that I do, and um, uh, and yeah, I noticed it on there, and it's like it's bizarre because because like any so Microsoft any is actually called Fuck Microsoft, <laughs> and you you've just become to know it as Microsoft. That's it. Well, yeah. I think you have just christened yeah, yeah. Fuck Microsoft. Yeah. That's our next yeah. Fuck Microsoft, whatever it is. Um, I've actually got a um, I've got a Monopoly um, T-shirt I bought it in the States years ago, and you know the like the Monopoly so where it says Monopoly and there's the picture of the little guy with his hat. Uh-huh. It's the logo, and it's absolutely perfect except it says Microsoft and the and the little man is Bill Gates, and it's absolutely brilliant. So yeah, something along those lines. I, well, I, I usually slag Apple off in the podcast, so um, makes a change to me. Uh, <laughs> you balance it out, give Microsoft some we shit as well. Home, yeah. Bring yeah. back Atari. You can, you can go onto iTunes and get, get the album as, as fuck chocolate. So oh, really? Big so, up to Apple. Yeah, fair play. Fair play to those cunts at Apple. Um, it turns out they're not as big a cunts as the cunts at Microsoft. Apparently it was played at Steve Jobs' funeral. <laughs> yeah, right, okay. <laughs> Oh, good old, uh, good old Steve Jobs. Eh? Yeah, they buried him. Then, then he, Apple he, Maps came out and they couldn't find him. where buried they buried him. Buried him at sea with the shovel music playing. <laughs> yeah. In the eye coffin. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, check it. Ch- ch- you got to let it catch his fire. Yeah. Check, check us out. Check us all out doing our topical material on the death of Steve Jobs. <laughs> While I'm quickly checking if iCoffin.com is available. <laughs> This has gone from being an interview to being a business meeting. We've <laughs> <laughs> formed a new band, High Coffin, with no drummer and two singers. Is that enough fucking? Is that enough ego for you? We can have, we can have actual coughing as the percussion. There you go. Who needs a drummer? You've got to be And and as merch, first thing you do sell is sell I Coffin coffee. Definitely. And the app. I don't know. Just just something I thought of. <laughs> Yeah, it's got, it's got to be like that rare coffee that you get. Um, that rare coffee that's been been through a cat's digestive system. You can have coffee that's got to have gone through a Microsoft employee's digestive system. Why is that better? 
I've why is it better? That. Why is that better? This is this is coffee beans that cats have eaten and then shat back out. Yeah. And are you aware? Are you aware? Yeah, yeah, have you ever heard of this? I don't know why. Yeah. Why would you do it? I mean, this is a eat it. This is a genuine thing, listener. By the way, we are. Uh, th- th- this is like, yeah, it's it's. We really have gone there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We really have gone there. Um, yeah, co- I, I don't know. I don't. I, 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 who do you ask? Do you ask the people who drank the coffee made from beans before the cat ate it? I want to know. Do you eat the people who drank the coffee afterwards, or do you ask the cat? I just want to know: is it sexual? Is it sexual? Is there somebody out there that does it purely for the fact that it's gone through the cat? Or are there people out there that genuinely Some, think it's Do you really think there's better? people out there that desperate for a bit I, of pussy? Uh, yeah. oh, oh, that's hey, terrible. Hey. <laughs> Playing here all week, folks. Tickets still available, unbelievably. We are actually in a we are actually in a bar um, and everyone's um, we, we are having a few drinks uh, whilst we're here. Um, but in fact, it's, I should do, I should do it. Do you want to get get around it and put it on um, put it on mine? Are you sure? sure? Right, that was me, a Yorkshireman, trying to buy around there. Okay. I just put the moths back. Not wrong with Yorkshire. You can't buy you can't buy around with an oyster card. I'm from uh, Harrogate. Harrogate. In York. Yeah. Where are you from? My wife's from uh, Cottingham. I'm from London. My wife's from Cottingham. Your wife's from Cottingham. So me- that's the thing about people from Yorkshire. It's like we we managed to spread it throughout people's families. So like, so when I do comedy, I do my character Keith Platt, which is a professional Yorkshireman, and I'll go like any anybody from Yorkshire, and people go, hey, and you go, whereabouts you from? And they're like Southampton. Like, <laughs> so clearly not Yorkshire and they go oh yeah but my wife's and it's like they take oh, yeah, it on they take it's like it they on, want man. to be part of it yeah, seriously I got branded and everything when I got married <laughs> <laughs> shows your brand it's me get brand your, no, get me brand new get your brand out for that thank you showing it who yeah who dearie dearie mate well no, no, we, um, getting back to fuck shuffle <laughs> right because we, we yeah we were supposed to we were, um, yeah getting away from cats eating coffee and all that shit um, getting back to you guys, um, there is the, 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 the kind of the, there's a little bit of a tag about you guys. There's that people have been involved within the band. People have been involved with such crazy names as uh, Plan B, um, as um, uh, Cradle of Filth, and a few other names that I can drop into the. Uh, Wow, you've heard my podcast, haven't you? You know I've got no memory. <laughs> I was married no, to a girl no, from right, Yorkshire right. that was in Great Little. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, okay, I remember there was the, the Phil Linnett band. That was you. Um, Oh come on! Look, I did a bit of fucking research. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was in the Seeker Dex band. I played the bugle, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's him. Like I'm talking yeah, about Dex. No, but I'm a comedian. I have to win him over. Yeah. Like you two, I'm doing all right with you. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, the guy who's not laughing. He's the one that you're always after. That's because he's deaf. He can't hear what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucked. Right? I missed it. Yeah. Stage right, mate. Stage right. Yeah. He said. He said you're funny. <laughs> I'll yeah. get a drink and then we'll talk about you when you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Ste- steely stare now. Oh, 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 oh,
Tony? Same again, please. Same again. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, John Boy, to go back to your question. Yes, to go back to my question. John Thank Boy, you. Thank John you. Boy, um, Featured briefly on the first Plan B album, I believe. Yeah. John Boy's album. Two tracks or something. Two tracks. I met him at the. Called the Barfly now, used to be the Monarch. Yeah, yeah, the Barfly. Yeah. My mate Will was put a night on for. He used to work for MTV and he put a night on, and it was the first time I ever saw Plan B was just him with an acoustic guitar and a drummer. I don't know if you know the first album, it's a lot rawer than the, right, no, no, the no, Strickland no, no, Banks no. album. And I just thought he was brilliant, so I. I just went and introduced myself to him and said, if you ever need a bass player, I'd be interested in playing. I was in really early days with a shovel. And, um, the shovel, like yeah, it. Yeah, the shovel, exactly. The shovel. Or as Microsoft call it. Exactly, shovel. Shovel. <laughs> yeah. Or as um, Apple call it, fuck shovel. Yeah, exactly. Good old Apple. Yeah, sorry, I <laughs> fuck Apple, but anyway. So we went to the studio and I did a couple of tracks with him. He wanted to do... Um, yeah, the opportunity was there to do it more, but... Thing was, it was, it was good playing with him, and I enjoyed doing the songs. But it was that, or do my own stuff with the shovel. When it's quite clearly, you made the right, um, exactly. right choice. Of I did. How can yeah. you, look, how can you regret that? Who the fuck wants to play the Olympic opening exactly. ceremony? For fuck's exactly. sake! Well, we played, we played the alternative one anyway. It was very small in South really? East London. <laughs> nah, but you know, it was good. It was good meeting him. Good experience. Um, I need to. Still in touch. I need to play metal. No. Got, got, got a mobile number or anything? No, I could sit the down last do an time I heard him. from him was when my son was born. He left me a voicemail, and then I lost my phone. <laughs> and I haven't got his number since. Fucking hell! I know, it's so you, a shame. Handle, you handle all the technology shit, and you don't know, even back up your phone. I know. Tell me about. I bet you ah, do this now. Was, this was pre-iPhone, mate. This was. Oh, here we go. I had some. Every not every mobile phone in the world Samsung, that's ever been made could be could be backed up. Not, well, it's, it's, it's all your old Nokia's could be backed up. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Thank you very much, Cheers, mate. Dude. The beers, the beers are back. Um, we're drinking Cronenberg tonight. That's Fuck Shovel and myself, Howard H. Smith, are drinking Cronenberg tonight. That is Cronenberg. Anybody from Cronenberg listening, we are drinking Cronenberg, 1664. And, and, and this is a genuine true story. It's only that much a point. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a true story. I did, I did a gig um, about two and a half years ago, and I went to get some beers from um, uh, an off-license, and there was Tramp in front of me. And he went, uh, two cans of Cronenberg, please. And the woman put them on the counter. And he went, do you know why it's called 1664? And she went, no. And he went, year England won the World Cup. <laughs> I'm going to use that. Yeah. That's brilliant. I know. And I'm, I've, I've done a comedy gig, right? And to be honest, didn't do very what well. What was that okay. that Francis Drake used to play? I thought, it was, I thought it was the Battle of Eastkins, wasn't it? 1664. Hang on, what are you talking about? They used to play something down at Plymouth, didn't they? Some sort of bowls. Yeah, there you go. And that's the thing. They might that year. Bowls. They would never want it that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd done a gig, and I hadn't done that well. I'd only got, I'd only got like, you know, a few laughs. Um, well, fuck you. I've been doing this 15 years. I know, that doesn't mean I'm any good. Um, but um, a lot. We've got that in common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, fucking hell, hey! I tell you, this is why I don't interview English bands. Yeah, quick-witted, funny, interesting. None of these things survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just any one of those would be good. 
but um, no, I mean it's like the comedy is a weird thing. It's like it, it, it's look, it's just, musically you do a gig, you go out on stage, you go for it, and some nights it's just not fucking happening. The audience are not interested, and especially given your name, you know, you as you've already mentioned, you get people rocking up with preconceptions. You get all sorts, and and as a comedian, you get two minutes. Because they don't know anything about you, your name or you. You get two minutes at the most. And if it's not happening in that time, then you're shit and that's the end of it. And you can try and deal with that. And, work. and sometimes you just have a bad day at work. You know, and it, it, it does happen. Not very often, but it does happen. You have a bad day at work and you go on stage and people hate you. You know, and that's, that's the way it goes sometimes. But, you know, it's... It's just, it comes with the territory, you know, it's like it's being in a band. The highs stand up, the highs are higher and the lows are lower. Because yeah. when you do have that high, there's no one to share it with, but it's also great because you're still on that high, so you're, you're buzzing. But when when it doesn't go well, there's no one to like shoulder the blame with, and there is just you again. So it's like, you know, it's high risk, high reward, you know. But um, that night, the, f- the funniest thing I heard in the whole comedy night and my performance, I mean, the whole night was this tramp next door, just Cronenberg 1664. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Sometimes, you know, the best gags are just lying around. Yeah. They really are. But, um, so you, so you were, you were the, uh, you were the plan B man. Yeah. And you are the uh, Phil Linnett man. Well, yeah, so what I, was your experience? Well, I, well it's, Phil Linnett, unfortunately, he was dead before I got involved with him. So uh, I, I was the replacement. He tried, he tried I away about that. <laughs> so you get caught him. Phil, some interviews yeah, start out with potential. <laughs> this one, I don't know where. Should, should, should we just bury this one? <laughs> I think basically, I'll, his, I'll be very quick. Yeah, it, it, bury Phil see, twice. I, I, no, no, go for basically, it. Basically, uh, my new uh, Lawrence Archer is guitar, who was a guitarist in Grand Slam when Phil left Lizzie. Yeah. And. Um, over the course of a couple of months, he basically persuaded him to start rehearsing with us, at which point he decided that we'd go out and do this set of songs that Phil had written that never really got signed. So we ended up doing all these, they do like a vibe every year in, in Dublin on the day that Lila died. Yeah. So uh, we ended up doing all these all these gigs over there, and we had sort of people from his old bands, uh, Skid Row, Gary Moore's old band, and just random people turning up. Maybe it was great. It was great fun because I mean he was like somebody I really liked, but it was it was a strange experience. Kind of stood there because they had the vibe. They kind of they have all the sort of great and the good of, of Dublin and the music scene. And his mum sort of sat, sat in the audience, and you kind of you stood there singing, just singing his seven songs. It was a bit weird. And uh, and and this is stuff has it ever been released since? It's not been. Well, it, he never. He could never get a deal with it at the time and it's kind of it's come out in dribs and drabs but you know pretty much like ours sound like demos so uh, <laughs> nicely done <laughs> nicely done um, that's called a callback this is oh it's very good yeah um, wow you should do stand up <laughs> um, so, I mean I don't say that because I've listened to the album but um, <laughs> 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 but, uh, no, but that is that is a genuinely like weird whereabouts in, in Ireland did you play because I played quite a lot well, we, well we did uh, a couple of Vicar Street right um, 
couple of smaller venues. But I mean, it was. But I mean, did you play around Ireland? No, they were all. In, it was all in Dublin, busy. A couple, right. couple of years, just sort of warm up. I mean, it wasn't that much. We spent quite a lot of time trying to persuade Lawrence that we could sort of do it as a. You know, we could actually put the do an album. You know, we had, we had people sort of that we were talking to and. But he, he's kind of he'd given that given that up by that time. He'd sort of played with UFO and God knows where everyone else. And, right. But yeah, it was good fun, you know. And, and it was actually quite a learning experience because you're kind of thinking, shit, you know, you can't. These people who come to see this this vibe for, for people that are their heroes, you can't just turn up and piss all over their memories. So you've got to actually do it pretty seriously, which is yeah, yeah. Well, look, performing strange. performing in front of anyone's mum, especially when it's not your own. Yeah. Is, um, yeah, that's, that's tough. Yeah, so yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was good fun. Good fun and ultimately fruitless. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, none of it's fruitless though, is it? Because ultimately, if you gain something from that experience, um, that's what it was all about. Yeah, no, it was great. Yeah, yeah, things don't have to go on forever to be, you know, to, to mean that they had some point. I mean, and this was something that, uh, that struck me when I was talking to. Um, to John Boyd when I got here and he was saying that the, the fuck shovel is about 10 years old is that there's definitely rust on the edges rust on the edges or rust on the hinges and then when did we become a four piece six okay so 10 years next year right 10 years one album um Quality, not quantity. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm sat here having not released anything since 1992, and I'm going to call you lot out. <laughs> not a chance. We've written loads of songs, but they, you know, they're not to scratch. Fair enough. And we've been lucky. We can basically, me and John run a company, and we fund basically function. Right, okay. For profits. So we can afford to record some stuff and to get shit. Fair we're, not, we're not desperate on studio I'm, I'm time. In, I'm interested in this company. What do you guys do? You won't believe this. Honestly, if I tell you what we do, you won't believe us. Okay. Well, I'm legally bound right. to they believe feed, you they, now. They feed cats coffee we, beans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're all comedians in this band, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Fucking first and last interview with Fuck Shovel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you have shifts, one does the front, one does the back, and then you turn around. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the mouse stuffer. Dave's a taster. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Something needs to be pushed, pulled up on here. He said, you're the mouse stuffer, which means he's thought of how they get the coffee beans into the cat. And he has arrived at the thought of... They stuff them into Mike's, uh, Mice's asses. Mike, I don't know who Mike is. They stuff them into Mice's or Mouse's asses, mouse. and then they feed the mouse to the cat. You actually went there, didn't you? Uh, you, you, know. you have thought that out. It's a long journey on. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Fidget, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! This fucking hell. Right. Okay. Well, I say I never edit, edit interviews. There, but there may be a first. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I, I apologise, sorry. What, so, what do you guys do? No, we do, we run a company that's called HMC. Right. We've been for 20 years. As long as it's not called HMRC, that's the yeah. name. HMC, which stands for right. Heavy Metal Couriers. Heavy Metal Couriers. And you're that's a courier. Awesome. Yeah, how we used to be. 
and you're well, a we sort of are, but we always yeah we kind of were we did and we didn't and we yeah it's kind of a bit of a weird one but yeah we for 20 years we've run a business it's called HMC we've got people on account uh, what's Judy's name oh look if you've been running if you've been running 20 years you're a business yeah yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. definitely yeah and it, some people know that's what it's called but some people don't but we've got a lot of people in the music industry who use us because of the name yeah absolutely so well, the profits from that basically fun fuck shovel in 10 years well presumably they fun fuck shovel and pay your mortgage and a few other things as well Some, sometimes it's actually fuck shovel or the mortgage right and so every time it's fuck know, shovel yeah it's the yeah. shovel the box in the middle of the road you know the kids get used to it after a while as long as it's not pissing down the rain <laughs> yeah fair enough but I'm from Yorkshire we used to dream of a box in the middle of a road. Luxury. <laughs> Bloody luxury. luxury yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, so basically coming up, well, nine years. Well, we, we kind of had a sort of different... When we started, it was, it was kind of... The initial idea was just to have a sort of... Just a bunch of old mates just making a din. I mean, it was the archetype that pissed up back mates in the pub. One of your mates comes up with a ridiculous name. Everybody thinks it's a great idea. Then two of the five of you are going to be this band, don't make it. So John Boy and Dave come along, and uh, then we turn out and we think we're actually quite good. So we sort of take, took it seriously because originally it was just meant to be just a, just a covers band pissing about, really. I don't know why, they, why we didn't stick with that. We'd, we'd have probably made more money. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to be a jazz band called, what's it called? Test Card. Test Card. Yeah. Test Card. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> we just stick around and work with you, you, haven't lost, you haven't lost sight of that goal, have you? you no, no, we, test we, Card's we, still going to happen, isn't it? Have you just get all those? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I have, actually. There's refreshingly few of them on the album, I have to say. There's a reason. I don't know, I mean, I know, no, but I mean, I mean that as well. I mean, it, you know... So now we used to just fuck it, just get the stuff out. If it's boring at work, we just get the guitars out and the drums. Obviously, the drummer wasn't there, so I'd make the drums. Hang on, hang on. So let me just get this right. You've got this. You, right, you run a business, and when it's quiet, you think, right, let's crack out the guitars and the yeah, drums yeah. and just have a jam at work. Because there's people who are going to be listening to this. Yeah, we right, we're going like every day to their fucking shitty go. job. We're going there. You should yeah. come to yeah, rehearsal. We're going to rehearse tonight. It's well, in their office. We built a rehearsal room. Really? Like a soundproof room, drum riser. All, all in the, the office. In all the PA. The amps are all set up 24-7. So you've li- you, you're basically just... So hang on, you're a, you're a band that has a business attached to it, basically. Really nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So tonight we're going rehearse tonight. We've got some gigs at the weekend, so we're going to just run through the set. Jesus. Tonight. By the way, um, I, I, I hear you talking to a PR company at the moment. I just wanted to let you know that I'm willing to do it for £499 a month, just in case <laughs> that seals the deal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if, if anybody rings up tomorrow and orders some heavy metal couriers for <laughs> 499 quid, you might be doing Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll I think we'll with our own PR for now. <laughs> Too right. Uh, uh, by the way, I'm, a, I'm only four. I'm only four mate. Yeah, yeah. You know, look, John Boy. Um, John Boy clued me in before everyone else got here that um, there was a PR company kick, kick, um, sort of sniffing around these boys wanting to charge them £500 a month, so uh, hence my benevolent offer, but it seemed to be uh, not back. Um, but, um, yeah, I, you just need 
well, I, I don't know where where is where where is the future for Fuck Shovel because I mean, as much as it is a band, it's it's kind of a, a bunch of guys just enjoying doing what they do. Um, it's, it's, it's difficult to get the message across. We've got we've just done a really good video for Porter's Box. Uh, which I've seen You've and seen enjoyed it, yeah, very much. Yeah, yeah, and, just, and funny just, enough, while I was watching the that, thing is you just how do you get people interested in it? It's a good video, it's yeah, a good yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I wondered how the fuck they got that money from. And now I know. And that's the problem, you go, how do you get people? You know, we've had stuff on MTV before, the um, Ravioli video. Right. My first video was... Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we went and played a punk festival in Canberra Sands for a weekend at like some shitty holiday camp. It's good luck. And when we were in the hotel room at night, we literally got the handheld camera. And Dave sat there while Nobby, we poured seven tins of ravioli in a bowl, put the track on on a shitty little CD player while he ate in time. That was all the video was. That was it. And then, then we edited it so the music was over it. It cost nothing to make. And then sent it off to my mate who used to work at MTV. So I thought, oh, I'll put it on Headbangers Ball for you. Fantastic. And then you can go out and you can spend, you know, a lot of money on the video. Oh. And Absolutely. So, I mean, that, that is a, that's a lesson to to anybody, uh, any young bands listening, which is get a fat guy. Right, just get a fat guy. We rent him out. Yeah, yeah. Get, yeah, yeah. There you go. There's that. There's that. There's that functional business acumen. Um, I think you guys should start a fucking business school. Frankly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, shovel foie gras. Yes, this is this is how fuck to. Gras. This is this, this is how to force feed a goose. <laughs> Style. We've got to do it. We've got a full-speed nobby. So much ravioli that his liver explodes. And that is our foie gras. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm digging that. Coffee beans and foie gras and ravioli. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, I hope, I hope this is making oh. sense. Um, I don't. For... Uh, there's been a few people listening to this thinking, I fucking wish he would edit some interviews. But, well, that's pretty fucking... Yeah, I mean, it's like... Well, get your message out there. We, we'll, we'll talk when I switch this off, but there are ways that... There's certainly ways that... Um, that that we, that we here at Talking Bollocks can help, definitely. And, and I mean, like, genuine back alley business ways. So. The that way. sounded dodgy, back alley business ways. <laughs> I, I, I just want to make put it out there clearly that there's no nothing dodgy at all do, about, do boys what like rubber? about what we're going to talk about at all. Because I don't. On, well, no, no, back yeah, alleys. No, I am not going to do anything, right? Anything at all. Thank God for that. Anyway. <laughs> so no, I'm, I'm not going to do anything at all that might jeopardise the, the Cronenberg sponsorship <laughs> of the podcast. I think the thing is, it's um, quite soul-destroying that you, in order to yeah. get any kind of audience and any kind of... At the end of the day, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're not... You know, we're on a vote. We've been in bands before. We've, this isn't the first time for us. We, we just want to concentrate on making good music and it's quite soul-destroying that you have to either fork out a shitload of money or... Know, just just do things you don't necessarily want to do just to kind of build a fan base it's quite a 
it's quite a funky, funny time in the music industry at the moment. The way it's gone with with how bands become successful, and actually, when when you're at that level that you think is successful, are you actually? You know, you're incredible. It's quite a yeah. Yeah, I don't well, know. no, it's 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 a it's a it's a valid point, and I mean it's something that they talk a lot about on the um, uh, the, the Acid Rain Facebook page. We're always posting questions on there, trying to just get a kind of feed for you know what people are thinking and what questions people respond to. And there's obviously there's a real mix of ages on there, but mostly sort of our age, but also a lot of like sort younger of kids from twenty nine. Yeah, 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 eighteen. Um, but um, the, about, but the weird thing about weird thing about my career is it's like it's all out there and like as far as I'm concerned 1992 switch off it's done and then the internet you know gets invented and 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 then all these years later you know you, you get messages from people who are like well you know I discovered your album I discovered your albums like you know six months ago you know what's going on when are you touring and you know and stuff like that it's just it's, it's, it's mental it's, well, it's really fucking mental they, they made the show yeah. for Punk to Come way back when and then one of my favourite albums of all time and then they oh, just yeah. went fucking dead and then last year last year before yeah, I see with Download they, they reunited they started playing yeah. the song again 10 years older it was saying like last time we came to England we played a shitty club to a man and his dog in Stoke yet yeah, here we are on a fucking massive stage at Download with uh, it's, it's, it's mad how that happens like trying to get gigs these days you know you've literally got to sell tickets yourself or pay to get on yeah and oh, what's all that about you know a big well it's US because you're not playing a set full of Metallica tunes you know I mean what there's nothing at the moment I keep seeing on Facebook this the big four touring the UK and it's Metallica Anthrax Slayer and Megadeth tribute bands and I just want to burn down every fucking venue they play in whilst they're fucking playing. It's just... Well, yeah, I mean, it's know. that sort of thing. People just like the familiarity of songs they know, don't they? So, you know, to get people out to actually take a chance on whatever band, you know, whether it's us or, you know, Ken Dodds. What was that band called? Ken Dodds, <laughs> Dodds, whatever. God, and it's Diddy Man. You know, whatever band, you know, they... To get people to take a chance is, is, is really difficult. Well, and, 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 yeah. and, and, sorry, no, you no, know, no. That, that kind of thing where you know you have to you have to pay to see a band you never heard. To be, I, I never understand that concept of people who sort of like call themselves promoters so they kind of go, we'll put five bands on that you never heard and we'll charge you sort of five quid to get in. I think, well, why don't you just let everybody in for nothing and they're all spent, they're all spent at the bar they all spent at the bar and thinking like a comedy promoter now mate yeah. it's, it's the sensible thing nobody's going to take a punt on five quid on five bands they've never heard yeah. they might all be shit well the thing is as well is that it, I mean I was I was going to say like, you know about how music has become more uh, more of a product um, with with you know the, the impact of the internet and everything but it hasn't because you because you have to charge for a product and 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 and, and most, you know, there's a whole generation, and the generations after them expect music to be free. And and it's it's it, to me, it's it's abhorrent, it's offensive, it's fucking ridiculous. When you turn round to a band and tell them that you expect their music to be free, yeah, you are telling them that the music they make is worthless. That's that's the message. Because if you you know if you, if you're not willing to pay. Oh, hang on, the young guy's back. So anyway, uh, the internet's <laughs> cool, isn't it? Uh, uh, um, 
Um, I mean, mercilessly take the piss out of John Boy there, but I'm just saying, like, you know, music music is no longer even a product because no. you have to you have to pay for a product yeah. and 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 you know people want free music and and effectively that's saying to a band like you know your you know your music is worthless and i, don't, I just don't see how that is supposed to so encourage Anyone well, it's true. to so fucking make music yeah, when your entire now, audience is saying, you know, I expect this for free, and yeah. to me, free equals something that's not worth paying for. It has no worth. Until you buy a ticket on their gigs, and it costs 130 quid. Well, yeah, ideally it costs 130 quid, but you know. You've got, you've got the two sort of things, haven't you? You've got, you've got the sort of bands like, you know, like Radiohead and all that. Well, getting to a major number, but you've got sort of Radiohead. I'm going to a major number, now's your fucking time. They, they get, you know, they, they give their album away on the basis that they'll sell it, say, the O2, and then sell all the merch. Whereas, whereas the solar band, as, you know, and millions like this, people, people would, there's a chance that people might come and see you if it doesn't cost them to get here. But, and if they like you, they might come up to you and buy your CD off you or your T-shirt. And you're better off doing that, in my mind, than basically going, it's five quid to get in the, on the door to see these five bands you have new Because nobody will do that. They, they'll, they'll, they, they might be prepared to spend that five quid later on with one of the bands buying a buying CD. But it's kind of, uh, you, you, you can't square the circle because the promoters want to, want to cover their costs. The bands want to play. And, and but, there's, but there's also another factor in this as well, and that is how difficult it is to get people of all of all ages out of their fucking houses because that everything is 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 at home. You can you can you can get a couple of bottles of white dirt cheap from a supermarket. You can get a couple of gorgeous pizzas delivered. Um, your wine, your pizzas, a movie, order that off the net, and you've got a bang up total quality night in for 25 quid for two if that 20 quid you know and and and, 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 and this is it and it's like yeah yeah fuck this let's cancel our gigs <laughs> um, and then you know trying to get people you've got to get people to commit to come out uh, if they're going to be drinking then they're going to either going to use public transport or get a cab to where they're going then there's the price of the ticket then there's paying for the beers while they're in there and now the weird thing is you compare those two and you think yeah fucking hell it's a real struggle and all the rest of it but whilst I'm even talking about it describing that that, that second lot of circumstances about public transport and the ticket well that was that was part my fucking it, life yeah. Yeah. Like, believe it or not people listening who are you know, <coughs> thinking this sounds like a bunch of old cunts yes that's how the world <laughs> used to be yeah, I remember yeah, yeah, it is <laughs> fucking deal with it I remember going to the... Oh, here we go. How old are you? How old are you? I remember. 33. He's 33. Oh, I remember. God. Right, you old nonetheless, come. Nonetheless, I remember... No, you old come. I remember here, above us <laughs> yeah. right now, Charing Cross Road. I remember when it used to oh. link through to Tottenham Court Road. I remember the Astoria. I remember waking up. I was 18 years old. I never got up at 9 o'clock on a Saturday. I remember waking up at 7, getting my ass down to the Astoria to queue up for a Rage Against the Machine ticket public transport one day travel car whatever to queue up to get it to go and see them at the Astoria and then you realised that they were playing Brixton Academy oh. <laughs> <laughs> no but I mean wonder why the queue was so short yeah yeah, yeah I, was, I was the only one there yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but GAY was fantastic that <laughs> night <laughs> 
<laughs> Old school no. reference, loving it, bro. Exactly. But I remember, I remember those days when it was. I remember seeing one minute of silence at the garage. I remember going to HMV at the bottom of Oxford Street, going upstairs to the Ticketmaster actual fucking window to buy my one minute silence ticket to yeah. go to the Highbury garage to kick the shit out of the cigarette machine later on that do you, night. Do you hear that, folks? Like, go up to a box office and buy a ticket. No That's internet. No, no. See, for rage, I wasn't there school. trying to refresh the screen to book tickets. Yeah. I went and I queued. And yeah, because you had to put your commitment on the line, didn't you? Exactly, but that's, yeah. that's when it was, you know, that, that's what it was all about for me. That was that, my That youth. is actually a, a, probably a pertinent point, isn't it? Is that, that that thing of, like, it's so easy now, if you've got, if you've got really quick broadband, you just get your tickets and you can just do it because you can. Yeah, when, but, but it's... but. The thing is, this is the beauty of it. No, but this is the beauty of it. It's not. It's not. I, I'm going to the Frotch Groves fight on Saturday. Frotch Groves too, right? And uh, and I, I set out with every intention of 215 quid tickets. Just not ringside, a little bit further back. Lovely. After 20 minutes of punching my keyboard, I ended up with 30 pound tickets in the sky. <laughs> Right, I, I, and, and I'd be better off watching it on Sky. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. When The thing is that when us humans really want to do something, the internet still can't fucking handle it. No. It's like Apple's biggest problem when they were seeing as how we mentioned it a few times. Again. Yeah, 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 he's back again. <laughs> um, Steve Jobs, for a dead fucker, he's doing all right. Um, their biggest problem with the release of a new iPhone or iPad or anything like that it's not. It's not pre-sales. It's not. It's not getting the buy-in. It's not awareness. It's physically actually getting enough of the product to the shops that people don't kick the windows in and they sell out in a day. And that's their biggest fucking problem. It's like it's good old-fashioned logistics. Good old-fashioned people getting their fucking hands dirty. Yes, your your eyes light up. But it is. It's good old-fashioned. People getting their fucking hands to it. For all your logistical needs, visit www.hmclogistics.com.today. You know, it, it's ultimately it, it, it's st- everything still falls down. Well, that, but that's my, that's my argument with, with the tickets your, thing. Is yeah. that basically, if you really, really wanted <coughs> back in the day, if you really, really wanted a, a Frost Grove ticket, you would got a, a and, they, and the only place you could get them from was from the box office. You'd go and queue up all night so that you got the ticket you wanted. But now you can't guarantee that. But you could be the most enthusiastic supporter of that thing. And you end up in the gods with fucking stupid binoculars and, and some bunch of numpties who basically just couldn't get in there quicker. They do get the thing. Do you know what's really sad? Our two stories are about to actually combine. And that, the, 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 the youth of today that are fucking up. <laughs> yeah, why don't I just fucking. You can take the man out of your yeah, 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 yeah. I'm here and I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, tell no, me, no, old no, man, what are you going to tell Why don't I just. Brush the cobwebs off my fucking Gandalf-like beard. Right. The youth of today. But the weird thing is, the youth of today still show that same commission, commitment and passion that we're just talking about. But it ain't for bands. It's for fucking technology. It's for things like iPhones yeah. and stuff. I mean, the, the biggest disconnect for me. I'm going to try and get this into some material someday when I figure out how it will work. 
um, that comedy material. The biggest disconnect for me is like when we were kids, you would you would in your bedroom pr- pretend to be your favourite rock star to music, right? And I might even pretend to be my favourite WWF. You might even. We'll include the WWF now. Yeah, if you're a big fan of the World Wildlife Fund, that's good for you, right? Um, <laughs> copyright protection. I think you'll find uh, Body Slam World Wildlife Fund. Um, but right. <laughs> yeah, it. But the. the <laughs> Did you ever sort of stand in front of the mirror and put yeah, his yeah, 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 cock between your legs? Imagine what you're like if you were a girl. <laughs> he did, he's gone red. Anyway, go on, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was auditioning for Little Orphan Annie. <laughs> totally different to Little Orphan Poonani, which is another programme completely different production. So, anyway. Um, no, tomorrow! <laughs> tomorrow! <laughs> There is no tomorrow. Anyway, so we're in the right part. <laughs> we certainly are. Yeah, we've got posters around us. Yeah. Is that um, up there? Where's that in? Oral Annie. <laughs> oh, little Oral Oh God, we've done it there, haven't we? We've created the whole thing, Little Oral Annie. It's just you, song, Oral Annie. Right, I am. Um, well, anyway, we just got so many dirty looks from some strange woman who just left. Anyway, that was Annie's mother. I, I was getting <laughs> fuck off. I'm going to finish this. She, um, she was a policeman. It was the whole thing about the disconnect between you know, pretending to be your rock and roll heroes in your bedroom, miming, singing guitar, whatever. And with if somebody walked into racket. your bedroom, if somebody walked, yeah, with a tennis racket or fucking whatever, and, and somebody walked in your room, you would be mortified. You would, that, like, you would. Yeah, you would basically just absolutely, you would get them to swear on anyone's life that they wouldn't tell anyone. Whereas now, there is a whole generation who will do that whole, pretend to be who you are, and and, and then put it on YouTube and go, hey, look, look, check this out, this is what I've done. And you just, you just think, what the fuck have you done? Take it down, take it down. And then everybody starts liking it and going, oh, that's really cool. And you think, no, sorry, wrong planet. No, no. Was that what Justin Bieber did? He like, made it? videos of himself singing songs and then he got signed on the back of that. Was that was he a YouTube sensation before yeah, he was, was signed? Disney boy, Really? Or Lana Del Rey, was she a YouTube girl? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, people become stars now based upon they, and I'm not so against that if somebody's gone out and written their own songs and they're good then they deserve credibility for it but it's just it's just really hard work being a live band these days because people at home can watch people singing in their bedroom people still aren't really going out to see live music as much anymore. and if they are they're being absolutely raped to see bands that have cost a quarter of the price to see them however many years ago. Yeah, well, and, and I think when you say like quarter of the price as well, you, it's not it, it, it's not just like you know the years that have changed. It's like yeah, you backdate that and equivalent. Yeah, I I understand. I, look, I mean, I it's it's a it's a it's a fucking tough life I mean I, there was an interesting um, article on um, Metal Sucks a few weeks ago where it said it, the article was called why there will never be a band as big as Metallica again there'll never be a bit metal band as big as Metallica again it's just like you just read the title you just 
you know, unfortunately for Pretty some of us, you just hear that title and go, I don't need to read the article. I know what this, you know, what's coming. You don't want to read it. But it, it's true. I mean, Christ, you look at festivals, festivals around the world, it's all the same fucking headliners for the last three or four years. Fuck knows what people are going to do when, you know, uh, Metallica... Foo Fighters, Nirvana, Mew, Nirvana, Muse. What the fuck? Um, well, when, when, yeah, yeah, Aer- yeah, yeah, Aerosmith. Yeah, because they're never going to die. Um, but you, I mean, you look, and now, I mean, you know, Avenged Sevenfold are, are headlining one of the days at Download, and you think, okay, but, you know, fair enough, I'll, I'll give that a go, but. Really? I mean, is it going to last another five years? I mean, actually, I should quantify that. I I, I saw Event Sevenfold ten years ago um, when they were when they were still shit. They were just shit in smaller venues, um, and then I saw them just at the end of last year, and I saw them shit in um, Wembley Arena, sold out with five finger donkey punch supporting them. Uh, it was, it was like fucking ABC, Janet and John Metal. This is for the troops, but die, motherfucker. It's just fucking, just Janet and John Metal. Do you know what I mean? Insert middle middle eight here, where you get the crowd to punch the air. I mean, it's fucking embarrassing. If, it, it was just horrible. But, sold out. Absolutely Why rammed. is it sold out? Why do people think those bands are good? Because they sell records, right? And they... Well, to a certain extent, they yeah, sell a small amount. Yeah. It's difficult, isn't it? Is, um... yeah, but but the, ticket, the tickets will be expensive, the merch will be expensive. Because they give the music away, they have to. Because if you buy the latest DVD album, you can burn it off and give us all a copy tomorrow, don't you? don't feel good about doing it, but you can. Well, actually, actually I can say this in this interview, that um, there's a retrospective Acid Rain box set coming out in July, I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll get this out on the uh, on the podcast for a while. Well, I won't get this out on the podcast. Maybe actually, it might be might be June, July. Okay. Anyway, I might have to edit this bit. But anyway, if I don't edit this bit, which would be the only edit we've ever done, but I'll throw this in anyway. Um, releasing a retrospective three-disc box set through uh, Candlelight Records, uh, the whole Acid, Acid Rain back catalogue. And it's only coming out on CD. And I've just written some sleeve notes. And in the sleeve notes, I've written, this is only available on CD. And just put brackets until some cunt rips it and puts it online. And it's just kind of like, well, yeah, it's kind of, it's just, it's a given. It's a given that, there I am. There we are, trying to create, you know, create something special with sleeve notes and loads of pictures that they're only available in this box set, it's been lovingly put together and all the rest of it, and then, you know, some cunt will shit all over it. So I remember, well, I'll cover, just go on to the artwork. Yeah. By the way, um, beers have just arrived for everybody except me, because um, uh, I quite clearly uh, am a lightweight, and uh, well, someone's got to fucking run the show. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody better know where to switch it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was somebody, yeah, yeah. Just elbow off the uh, the interview. We passed an hour, by the way, guys. So that's congratulations. Nice time to go. You are three minutes well, that, short. That's, that's, your, that's your first hour free. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Here, come, here comes the uh, hey. 
HMC. Yeah, how much do we owe you from now on? Yeah, yeah, here come heavy metal couriers. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, hell. Yeah, they do, yeah. That's in the artwork. Our artwork was done by Jamie Reed. Who did Nevermind the Bollocks. Nevermind the Bollocks. That's yeah. a fucking major coup. Yeah. And no one gives a fuck. I don't blame them. But for, for us, he's just like... I believe he's on what's going on. This, this goes back four. to why Fuck Shovel... Like, it goes back to my first reply to you. Yeah, yeah. Why it's important... It's important where's to us. Where's the toilet? Yeah, where's the toilet? Yeah, where but it's important to us. What, the name? The, the name, but the fact that Jamie um, redid the artwork, the fact that we made the sound how we wanted it, because there are so many challenges out there today with the state of, of, of the way music is, and it's so hard for bands that... We just say fuck it. We're in this for us, and that is that is ultimately why we do. The reason I turn up every week to rehearse isn't because I'm in the hope that people are going to come and see us. It's because I just fucking enjoy it. I love playing our songs, and we have a really good time, and I'm enjoying writing new stuff. And you know, we get a few good shows and what have you. And that's the, that's the whole thing with the artwork. It's just so sad that when we wrote, you were talking about the sleeve notes when you put your comment about till some cunt rips it. Yeah, we put so much effort, especially John into our sleeve notes and our inner artwork in the hope that people would take this and appreciate it as a physical product. I remember buying yeah, White Pony limited yeah. edition with a number. Totally old school. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't you remember buying CDs? I remember buying CDs with a number I in them. I remember buying albums. I remember, with yeah. I'm buying like two latter. Yeah, do, do, do you know what? Do you know what? Yeah, like he's 33 and you're making me feel really good because it's like it's, it's nice to know that like it, everything didn't just die overnight. No, it didn't and, at all. Uh, yeah, they're, they're it's just yeah, tool lateralist, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, but you bought it, and how many layers were there in the cover when you bought this CD? How do you get that experience? Oh, I go back to a Nema, yeah, 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 with and the, the lenticular bucket, sleeve, yeah, yeah, oh, the, yeah, is it an x ray picture? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that, that, I, I fucking I got that. See, there you go, that was when I got I, that like a week, a day of release, I think, in HMV. My dad still got electric ladyland on vinyl. And I'll never forget the when I was like, fucking, what a kid, just opening up for the first time. It's just Jimi Hendrix in a sea of naked women. But it's just like, this is special, you know? This, this, this holding this physical product, this time and thought and effort that's gone into making this look the way it looks and says what it says on the inside. It's important. And I just feel like it doesn't exist anymore. So, but that's why we did it on our album. We, we you know, we will continue to do that. On our album well, and, and that's, but that's how you, that's how you fly the flag, and that's how you make it important. You know, and that, that's how you keep it going. And you know, every, other people see that and feed off that. And there's an old school vibe, and people get influenced by what you do. And you know, you've just, you've just got to keep doing it. Yeah, Absolutely, you do. you've just got to keep doing it. The day you stop um, enjoying it, it's not worth doing it anymore. And the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's, that's John just got to leave. Yeah, John's got. In fact, it's, it's just just me and Howard left. <laughs> but it is, it, it, you know, they 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 are um, they they are different times, um, and, and you know, things have changed immeasurably. But that's life. That's life, you know. I think when, when we, you know, can, can anyone smell facts? Hmm? You smell smoke. I'm oh, sorry, I'm just like. I was gonna, I was gonna say that's a bit harsh to call them in the theatre. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was a whiff of John Paul Gaultier in the air, but you know. <laughs> keep it to yourself, Howard. <laughs> Do I keep my latent, um, my blatant homophobia? Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> under, under, under lock and key. I've been talking to you for an hour. Um, so I've done all right. Um, <laughs> You've got a really mucky look yeah, on that table over there. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm busted. I'm totally busted. That's, that, that's pretty sure. Can you smell things? I mean, like, we should have gone to the crowbar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where real men live. <laughs> Of course, not the, not the, um, <laughs> and not the, uh, the intrepid fox. No, yeah. not anymore. Which we played, was, we played it. Then it comes to the gig, we played it. I, no, I would have done, but it was too ram full of um, tattooed poses. Um, yeah. They loved us. No, really. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, back to my early comment about the fact that they didn't charge for those gigs, and yeah. they were brilliant. It was full, you know, yeah. and full of people who came at the end. When, like, did, you, when, when did you play, by the way? Because I missed you literally by a couple of days. We played. We played one at the end of January, and then we played one on the like the Thursday before they closed on the Monday. Yeah. And you know, going back to my point of like. Oh, sorry. People- by the way, this is a legendary uh, venue in London called the Intrepid Fox, which is a rock metal pub, and uh, it's been forced to close the same way the Astoria was closed in the LA too was closed because of part of Crossrail, who say that they're going to create another all arts venue. And when you hear about an all arts venue, meaning theatre, bar, yada yada yada, yeah. So no metal bands. <laughs> no metal bands, and they're going to close down bloody Denmark Street as well, apparently. But um, so yeah, I mean, that, it goes back to my thing of like you basically you, you let people in for nothing. Yeah. You buy beer behind the bar, everybody's happy. You entertain them, they come up, they buy your CDs off you. Everybody goes home happy. Yeah. And. There's, there's not enough places like that really and you know I think all the time you're doing that have you guys have you guys ever played out at um, uh, the Vic the Victoria in Swindon no oh. I'll give you their details afterwards so the guy who runs it listens to the podcast um, it's, they've got a free comedy club it's been running about 10 years um, and I love playing it because it's in the back room of this pub and you go in and it's just like this little fucking sweaty venue stage monitors and it's i just love playing it because it's like being back in a band even though you're doing stand-up there's the barrier and everything which is a bit weird it's like no one's ever stage dived to comedy yet that i'm aware of i'm hope i'm hoping i'll not be the yet. first actor yeah. yeah not yet until download this year motherfucker i'm gonna break it um but um yeah, definitely. Dude, you need that to make that cool. happen this yeah, year at Download. Yeah. You need to make well, that happen. Well, it's my, it's my fourth year um, at Download doing the comedy. Um, and, um, what day are you on? Uh, Wednesday. The popular. <laughs> yeah, okay. The, uh, yeah, 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 the, 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 the main day, I think you'll find, for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, the main day for me and my fans. I think you need a microphone on the day. What yeah, yeah, you? definitely. <laughs> definitely going to need a mic on the day. Um, but, um, no, I, I, I yeah, I, well, because I, I finished my set with a, um, a karaoke version of uh, Walk by Pantera. So um, I've, I've never managed to get anybody up and do, do, um, do a dive yet, but I think you might. Uh, You've got to do it, man. I think you might have it. I will be your, di- I, I will be your holy diver. <laughs> you, you ain't you diving in my there. holes, buddy, <laughs> uh, as much as you may want to. <laughs> I'll be your holy diver. Okay. Um, Dio reference. <laughs> oh, no, look, I love the Dio reference, but it just sounded like a, a bit, some sort a of strange DP reference. Jeho- homophobic stuff coming out. Jehomophobic. What? No, Jehovah-phobic. no, Jehovah-phobic. Jeho- <laughs> <laughs> and, and is that even a thing? 
it is now. Invented. Well, as, as John will do his famous Billy Connolly impression. Oh, you. Me. A horba. A horba. Can't do it. <laughs> yeah, he's not. Oh, awesome. <laughs> and when the pressure's on. And when the pressure's on, he crumbles. Right, look, guys. Um, this, this, uh, oh, there you go. We've got it, Joe. Um, it, it, it's been, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, thanks for coming on the podcast. We'll, do, we'll definitely do it again. Um, and for everybody out there, um, yeah, yeah, Google. Oh, sorry, no, don't Google, as we've already spoken about. No, Google's um, alright. No, no, it's 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 run by cunts for cunts by cunts. Um, <laughs> Duck, Duck Go is the uh, is the um, search engine of Talking Bollocks. So use DuckDuckGo because, as you know, it is the only um, search engine on the net which allows you to search privately, doesn't store your searches, and doesn't follow you around the net oh, at it, all. It called again? So yeah, everyone, everyone around the table is now writing it down, going, "Awesome." At last, I can surf that dog porn. Uh, um, no, the cat. The cat's, the cat's <laughs> yeah, yeah, the cat porn. <laughs> no, you can say, you can say, how do you get the cat? How do you get the coffee up the cat's ass? <laughs> you can search so it on DuckDuckGo. Yeah, you can yeah, search yeah. it on DuckDuckGo. And, and do you know what? Up. It won't come up next time. I'm glad you pointed that out. So, so anyway, uh, a little word from none of our sponsors there. Um, I, feel, I feel really bad, Howard. Is there anything actually serious thing that you want to talk about before we end the interview? Because I feel like we've been nothing but kind of random and comedic value, but is there anything serious that you'd like us to say or want to know before he, he's we He's in the end? album. He doesn't, he doesn't want us to talk about that. Uh, no, no, no. Yes, there is. Okay. Ah, uh, you see, I said, yes, there is, and then, you know, switch the interview off. What, what a comedian. What an absolute comedian. Anyway, um... As mentioned in the uh, in the interview there, um, talking about the song Porsche's Box. So um, just to top and tail the interview, um, here is from the album, from the album. Here it is. This is what we are, uh, and this is Porsche's Box. Too 
So that was um, that was Fuck Shovel and Porsche's Box, and that is the Fuck Shovel of the section of the podcast um, uh, finished. So, um, what does that leave? Well, we've still got um, the interview I did with uh, the guys in Soil Work. Well, I actually sat down with uh, Bjorn Strid, or Speed, um, who is the, the vocalist for the band, and... Um, uh, Dave Anderson, the guitar, um, soon to be known as Dr. Dave, as you will hear in the interview. He is actually a doctor. Isn't that amazing? Um, <clears throat> so it's a it's a very cool interview. We did this one um, uh, in, well, uh, at the same time I did the Bobby Blitz one. Um, they were playing at the Academy um, in uh, in North London, the Islington Academy, and um, Zentrix were were opening, who were awesome. Uh, Soil work had a, a you know work cut out that night, but as, um, look, I love them. Uh, I think the last album, the last double album, rather should I say, was was absolutely awesome. Um, and you are going to hear us having a right old chat about just about everything. Um, it's about half an hour this interview, uh, in case you were wondering, because um, uh, we are deep into the podcast now. This is like a fucking world record episode for us um yeah it's cool and i'm not gonna dilly dally at all I, th- I think it's time to dilly dally what is this the fucking 18th century um i'm not gonna fuck about any longer I'm, uh, and uh, and just get just get the interview up um there is a point during the um uh during the interview where i make an absolute dick of myself so uh be sure to <laughs> i know what again most of you say um uh, but yeah, so so watch out for that. And uh, here it comes is the interview uh, with the guys from Soil Work. Enjoy. So um, here we are um, uh, back. Well, we're actually in the bowels of the um, of the Islington um, Academy here, um, and uh, I'm just going to sort some levels out. Yeah, I think we're good to go. Okay, um, start again. Uh, yeah, we're um, we're down in the bowels of the, uh, the Islington Academy and um, Islington Academy, and I'm here with Bjorn, singer, soul work. David, one of the guitarists. Sorry. One of the guitarists. That yeah, that that that, that awesome uh, that awesome title. <laughs> one, one, one of the guitarists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I, I said you know it's, it's cool talking about it. We'll just we'll have a chat, and yeah. uh, you know when you've had enough. Hold up your hands, tap out, you know, and uh, we can walk away. Uh, hopefully, still friends. Or hopefully, new friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, as I said, I, I didn't want to make this a typical, a typical kind of interview, but what I, what I did want to get kind of on the table straight away is in the very first edition of the podcast, I reviewed to 2013 albums of 2013, mm-hmm. and it just so happens that in the top five is your last album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 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 I did describe it as that that rarest of rare things, which is a double album that's not shit. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, there is a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah, 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 there is. There's like, I, I mean, most double albums you can think of, you usually think, guys, why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? You know, there was 12 songs there, but unfortunately there's six on one disc and there's six on the other. You know, it's always tempting to do the deep purple thing. You have like a uh, drum solo to fill out the fourth side of the old vinyl cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I oh, am my kind of man. Vinyl, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Back in the day when people used to buy music and stuff like that. You know, yeah. remember those days? Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I wanted to ask was, it sounds to it's, to me, it sounds like it sounds like an album that you you would kind of envisage making it's like a something that you'd envisage making for years 
because it's it, it, it's 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 a real it's a piece of craft you know there's a, there's a, there's a it, it's just there's a lot of depth mm. and to me it sounds like you know the work that you like 10 years ago you kind of like wow if we could create something like that mm. that would be amazing yeah um that's how it sounds to yeah. me to yeah. these ears yeah. um I, how did it feel making it i know it's kind of a long drawn out sort of yeah, well, I mean, I kind of popped the idea in, in um, 2011, and that's when David replaced, uh, replaced Peter and came into the band. We did a couple of festivals, and I guess people got a little skeptical at first, but I, I, I pictured something, and I already had the title and everything, and uh, I, th I think, you know, people got high on the fact that they could kind of break the mold a little bit and step up, and like each and every songwriter in the band, because there's a lot of them, and they're really good, you know, and... Um, you know, to make something really diverse. Yeah. You know, uh, you had like instead of having one album, oh, there's no room for that kind of stuff on on, on here. You know, so I, I think that's what people were thinking of. Well, it's like, wow, now I can really, you know, go crazy, and that's what we wanted people to, to do. So, yeah. And they could also have to do with like with a new group dynamic. Like, yeah, I'm a big progressive rock fan myself. I'm, cool. I was the first one to. <laughs> Agree with you. Yeah, it was a good idea. I mean, yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah. Best you're claiming that now, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. thank you. I've never said thank you. So. No, no, but I mean, that's that, an exclusive yeah. listener. Yeah. Right, right there. I mean, some of the my forefathers. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, in the past, perhaps it wouldn't have happened the way it did now because we're all like, yeah, we're yeah. different people, and, and those right two time. of us who are the same people, yeah, <laughs> they have evolved as well, coming into something different. But there's a lot to be there's a lot to be said as well for for writing a new album fairly quickly after a new member comes in as well mm. because it, like you say it changes that dynamic and yeah. and it, you kind of you, you haven't had time to sort of adjust to the soil yeah. work kind mm. of you know way of working as yeah. it were so you, you you kind of bring in different aspects to that. But I think um, Dave came in to like reunite people in the band as well. It's like he's right. he's just a master at like reuniting people and like some people that normally don't hang out, they will hang out when when when, when David is there. So it, it's kind of interesting. Dave, in Dave could, yeah. could could you come over to mine for Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at yeah. the three of us. I mean, I've reunited an old crash legend with a modern metal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thrash, yeah. thrash legend. <laughs> yeah. God, dear me, I don't know about it's that. Me, it's me, it's me. Yeah, yeah, but, well, um, so obviously you've, and, and this is kind of something I want to touch on as well, you, you, you've had a, a number of line changes over the years, yeah. and it, 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 does, it, does it piss you off when people get a bit, and, you know, you, you, I can only speak from personal experience, but doesn't it piss you off when you know, people are like, oh, well, you know, you know, one member leaves or somewhere, and it's like, oh, well, it, it's not the same, and, you know, that that's the, they have the definitive lineup in their head. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's your band. It is like a marriage, you know, it's exactly what it is, you know. And, uh, yeah. I don't know, do people get really pissed off when you have to leave your wife? I mean, your friends, you know. It's, yeah. I, I, Can't I you get back that. together with her? That yeah. marriage is working out really yeah. well for me. I don't know. Does it work? I don't know. But it, I, I guess it is different in a way. But it's, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to remember how I was when I noticed that, you know, some bands were splitting up or whatever. If there was any lineup changes, if that made me mad. I can't really, yeah, I guess it did in a sense. But I, I, I got over it. Yeah. And most people do. You know, it's, 
yeah. Although, yeah, I mean, there's 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 always there's always the big ones. Um, you know, there's the there's the kind of you know the Dave Lee Roths and yeah. You know, for me, <laughs> I like both. Well, yeah, I'm um, like Hager and, and Van Hager. Yeah, and yeah, Hager. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I could never, I could never get into, no, never no, get into no. Hager. No. Personally, I, I often like albums, like the strange albums in the band's catalog. I always, I often like those the best, like Come Taste the Band with the Purple, for example. Oh, it's one of my favorite albums. Right. But, it, <laughs> but I realize that it's a crap with the Purple album, but it's still a good album. And then, like, I like the Yes Avis productions with Trevor Atten on guitar, and I mean, I kind of like the... <laughs> you are full-on prog, aren't you? Yeah. You're really so, Marillion at all, you fan of Marillion? Yeah, I mean... I think fish tend to get a bit too far up this... Oh, mm-hmm. oh, Sometimes, you, oh you just blasphemed. To me, it's too, too, it's too lyric-based. It's so much about him needing right. eight verses to express oh. himself. No, I really like the hits like Taylor and stuff like that. So I'm done with uh, it's blasphemy, I know. And isn't that ama- isn't that amazing? Because we're like the polar opposites. Yeah, that's everything that you didn't like yeah. was what I liked yeah. Uh, yeah, about the band. And after, I, after you're after not coming after over after for Christmas now. Yeah, that's our window. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. just lost your invitation. <laughs> we will be playing Marillion and having yeah. fights like we normally do. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, you, I mean, being on the road for forever, it's got to be. Uh, I, and and just yeah, I I. I, I just doing it, the amount, the volume of interviews and stuff that you have to do mm. now as well. I mean, like back in the day, you'd do like, you know, three or four magazines per country. Yeah. Yeah, and now it's just, oh, it's everywhere. Is, yeah. is, is, that, is that a drag? Is it, you know, is it, it's part of the job, I know. Yeah, I don't mind, you know, but then again, we don't really have that much of a busy you know, interview schedule when we're on tour. Right? I yeah. sometimes wish it was more, you know, because it's obviously it's important, right? But then again, it's, it's it's really annoying sometimes, you know, because it seems like anyone can do, you know, an interview nowadays and get on the list. Yeah. And it's just like some shaky kid wouldn't like put, you know. <laughs> what, what are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's, you know, it, it's all fine. I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, everyone needs to be a professional, but it's... Yeah. It just seems so easy, and sometimes it's just a waste of time because they're not prepared. They're not yeah. asking anything relevant. And but yeah. at the same time, it's as long as it's talking, it's okay. I mean, it's always it can at least be a bit fun. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it tends to be yeah, fun. I am here with Bjork from Soldor. Yeah, it's almost like you need to take over the whole interview yourself. He gives these two shakes. You want me to hold that? Yeah, I'll hold it for you. And then, you know, I'll ask myself the questions and then, you know. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're finishing sentences. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah right, okay. Yeah. I, um, by the way, I saw you in, um, saw you in November um, down at the, um, the Underworld. That was, that was a cracking show. sweaty. Yeah. Fuck me, was it? I, honestly, I was. It, it's, there's, there's not many times since I quit fronting a band that I've watched a frontman and thought, you know what? I'm glad I don't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, it, it was terrible. I, I wanted it to be thinking. fun. I wanted it to be fun, but you yeah. know, it's, I, I, I tried so hard, but it was like, oh man. But like I, around yeah, but I admire your honesty, though. I mean, you know, you were like, you, you, know, you were honest with the crowd. I think you were saying, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, this is this is hard. Yeah, this is, and it is. Yeah. It's like for sure. Yeah, well, it's a tough job anyway. Yeah. It's a tough job anyway. But mm. when you have that, because people always, you, you, as 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 a vocalist, you're always like, kind of like, well, you know, you, well, you just, you know, you just sing. You know, everybody else is like physically really going for it. It's like, mm. 
Do you have any idea how yeah. tiring it is? Yeah, it's insane, trust me. Yeah, totally. Insane. Yeah, and that, I think that's a lot of where, like, you know, singers kind of going off and doing their own thing because they can't speak because they're having to rest their voice and stuff like that. And, yeah. you, know, you, you do get people like, oh, yeah, well, the singer's a bit straight. No, he's, he's just trying to look after himself, <laughs> yeah. otherwise there's no show. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of uh, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I guess I'm l- lucky in that sense. My my voice is you know can deal with a lot of touring, uh, unless I get sick. You know, but yeah, which doesn't happen very often. But um, yeah, it usually works out. Yeah, and what and what do you do, what do you guys do when you when you were when you were away from when you were away from the road when you were away from soil work? You know, do you. <sighs> It's always kind of a hard transition. At least, you know, Dave has something to do. He's a doctor. When he comes home, so he just puts on the white coat and... You're back at Christmas yeah. again. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, okay, he's back. He's yeah, back yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're back. There's always yeah. an illness at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. We'll okay. need you. Yeah. Yeah. Bring antibiotics. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and, and, and so how do you... I mean, it, that, that must be weird. I mean, going from... Yeah, yeah. Going from metal musician to doctor. Yeah. At the same time, I mean... I mean um, it's kind of nice in a way to, you just have to adjust really quick, quickly to reality again after tour. Whereas I, I mean, I can speak for everyone, but I know that like some other guys or a lot of guys I know who does this, they have a hard time like coping, coming home after a tour. And like it takes them weeks to get back to normal. Whereas I, I have a wife and kids and I have a day job as a doctor. I usually start the Monday after the tour. so. I don't have any choice. I just have to <laughs> slap myself in the face and just get on with it. Yeah, so you, you, so I you have a routine. Find, like, Monday is usually hard, but Tuesday it's back to normal. So you have that routine imposed yeah. on you as soon as you get back. No, I yeah. think that's good. You know, yeah. I, I feel it now. I mean, I'm I'm 35 now, and I feel it more and more. You know, you need a routine. Coming home and just sit there. It's not going to cut it anymore. You know, no. it's so it's hard. You know. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, there's is there a part of you when at the end of the tour, you like you, you crave that home, you crave that. Can I just yeah. have some time? And then and then two days later, it's like yeah, it's like you then? don't want to go back on tour, but you don't want to do it. So it's something in between which doesn't exist. I I think, but yeah. How do how do you how do you try and try to work out? You know, it, it it's a great feeling. I always think when I come home from the road, it's like oh, you know, thank God I don't have to drink anymore. <laughs> so at least I feel that. It's like, oh my god, am I going to be able to quit? I don't feel that at all. So that's a good thing yeah. to start with. So it is it is a nice feeling getting a little bit of a routine. I try, you know, to, to, to do workout every day and and then, you know, write songs, whatever. But I, I definitely need a hobby that doesn't involve music. So that's something I, I was trying to build, like, what do you say, model shifts, but I didn't really work out very well. Yeah, I didn't have the patience for it. Let's just throw the goddamn thing out the window. Yeah. Man, yeah. Man, I, I, can't, I, I can't see that. I, no. can, I cannot see you yeah. making model shit. I, don't I see it being launched out the window. Yeah, yeah. I see that, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right, because the thing is, is when being on a band, it's, it, it, being in a band, being on the road, it's not it's not a job that anyone can relate to, and it's also, no. like at the end of each night, you have this huge fucking high. You have this adrenaline, you have the unconditional love and slash yeah. worship of, of strangers and, and, and that's great. Um, yeah. but when that all comes to when that all comes to a halt, yeah. there's a there's just there's a there's a big empty nothing. Yeah. And it's gotta be filled with something. And that's how you end up with you know, I mean in comedy it happens to say, you know, comics you know, just 
yeah, it's either it's either alcohol, or drugs, or you know, whatever. Mm. It, it, it's it, it's a, it's it's, a, it's the exact same thing. Mm. Um, and to find something, I I, I haven't found anything that, that fills it for me. You know, I go yeah. on stage and it's it's um it's a different feeling because obviously it's just you're an individual. Mm. So so when you come off stage, there's like that super high, mm. and it's weird because there's no kind of like brotherhood to share it with right. you know uh, but the highs are higher and the lows are lower when it doesn't go mm. when it doesn't go well which is not very often folks yeah. but, when it, but, when it, but when it doesn't go well it's mm. like you just like you wear that on your own yeah. you, know, you wear I, I had a show recently where where they fucking hated me they that's going to be well hated me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, well it hadn't I mean that hasn't happened for like three or four years and then something like that happens and it's like oh man I forgot how much that happened you know, that was like, and and you were to the extent that I was actually walking away from the venue, and people outside having cigarettes were were, were giving me abuse. Oh fuck off, go oh, off. Oh no! And I was I was like, I, I am fucking off. I am I am fucking off. As yeah. we, do you want me to come back so you can tell me to fuck off again? <laughs> you know, this is like it's yeah. it's insane. It's insane. But it, it's the same. It's the same thing of that. And then you know you get home and still you know quite hyper coming down you know not from a show like that um yeah. slept well that night um but there is there's that that you've got there's the adrenaline there's it's got to dissipate somehow yeah you know. have you got any ideas about what what to try next after model ship building <laughs> like for, for me being a doctor it's also a bit of an ego boost right yeah because i mean well, another one yeah, you can't say it's the equivalent of, of doing a show, but at the same time it's still very self-affirming or what do you call it, like, yeah. you, you, get a, you get a boost, you get a high, perhaps not in the same way as doing this, but not, not as intense, but um, you can still get a high from it and, and you're still someone. <laughs> I mean, you stand out. You're still someone when you come home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you stand out for the crowd uh, when you, as opposed to like coming on for a tour and having backstage passes and never having to really stand in line or pay for stuff, and then you come home and all of a sudden you're a mere mortal again and have to pay for stuff and stand in line when you're going somewhere. And I mean, being a doctor is, I mean. It's, yeah, I mean, it's still, still in the same. Rewarding in that yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, personally, I, I mean, I've, uh, I sort of like accepted the fact that I'm that kind of person. I need that. <laughs> yeah. My ego needs it. Once, I mean. No, no, I, I'm a stand-up. Yeah, my I'm, ego is, is, I, is pushing you two yeah, out of the room. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, I mean, I, I've, I've done like lots of backup work in Sweden, being like a session musician, various like in you know, all kinds of music. Right. Uh, I spent a lot of time like backing up old eighties or early nineties artists or All right. used to be huge. Mm-hmm. And now they're out there in a pub somewhere in the middle of nowhere playing to ten drunk retards. <laughs> and it's like why Sounds is like like but, yeah, but they still need to do it. Yeah. They could have gotten J jobs like twenty years ago, but they still refuse to let go. They just stand there like <laughs> making a fool of themselves and playing mm-hmm. songs that no one Cares about it anymore, but they still like they need to do it, and it's addictive. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, well, and that's why I'm still doing this too. I can stay home and get doctor by carefully. Yeah, but there is there's something there's something inside you. There's a part of you that needs to be nourished. There's there's mm. that 
there's that and whether it's whether it's ego you know whether it's uh the the just the kick you know mm -hmm. as well yeah the adrenaline rush you know can't really compare it to anything else that's the old cliche but it's true you know it's something special well it is and and when you when you've got when you've got an audience in the palm of your hand mm. and that's a an amazing feeling right? yeah truly truly and it's very easy to abuse that um, yeah uh but it's just a feeling you can't get anywhere else, and it's very, it's very hard to find something else to sort of put in its place. And uh, oh yeah, totally. It, it's yeah. I mean, I've, I've I've tried a few things. I used to play football, but I just I'm fucked my knees, so I can't do that anymore. I like playing football. I think that could be something actually. Well, the thing, one one thing it did for me was that it it doesn't matter how big your ego is or what you do for a job or any of that. When it's eleven guys out on the pitch. Mm. You just you just number fucking ten. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's who yeah. you are. <laughs> yeah. For an hour and a half. Yeah. And you pull your weight or you're off. Yeah. You know. And and that that really that really. I mean, I've played I've played football for years, and it really it really really made a difference for me. Yeah. Um. And also, I think it's just it's a, such a great sense of reward when you mm. feel like you've all you've all come together to mm. to achieve something, or when something doesn't work out. You know, and you 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 know you win together, you lose together, mm. but you do it as part of a of a much bigger unit, and you're yeah. a much smaller percentage of it. Um, and I think it it, it makes it easier, mm. but you, you learn lessons from it as well. You know, it's, For sure. it's I, I yeah I found it well yeah you centre back up front. Mm -hmm. Where would you where would you play? Where I would play, mm. like like what team or what position? What or, position? Um, Probably center. Center mid. Yeah, well, center mid. Yeah. Center mid. Yeah. Right. And I was also a, a hockey player. That was like my thing. Right. I, I didn't even plan to be a musician. I mean, I like playing and I like singing, but I was playing hockey, and that was my dream. You know, to make it to the NHL, and uh, then I received. Um, well, from my dad, he, he bought me a guitar. And I screwed everything up. <laughs> it's his fault. Yeah, it's all his fault. No, but seriously, I mean, I just got tired of the like the business side of hockey because you know I came to a level where people were standing with no pads and go, oh, okay, you know, around the, the rink, and it just became too Taking much. Taking all the fun out of it. Yeah. yeah. So, and then I decided to go with music instead, and hoping that would be less business. And yeah. I think we all know the answer to that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, it, it's really, I'm still trying to grasp everything that happened, you know, because it, it, I just got thrown into being a singer, and, you know, and I was a guitarist, and it's like, oh, can you sing? You look like you can sing. It's like, I, I don't know, let's do it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I wasn't planning any of this. That's right, okay. But it's, you know, I'm not complaining. Yeah, no, but other but yeah. but are there times where you look back and you think, well, oh, I wonder what ever happened if I'd gone, yeah, did, oh, if I oh, yeah. if I just stayed behind the guitar, or you know, well, yeah, more more like you know hockey or something was, like that, yeah. yeah. And I was also a teacher's assistant as well. I was working, uh, and that was kind of rewarding, you know. I took care of troubled kids, you know, socially troubled kids. Yeah, so that was. Uh, I could be really mentally draining as well, but sometimes very rewarding, you know. You could actually see the you know, development results. You know, it's, yeah, that's, so that that's that could awesome. be something I could go back to, but then again, you need to have a really understanding employer, you know. 
and also to go back to something like that, you you need to be really good at mental compartmentalization, because mm. otherwise you 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 bring people's problems home. Yeah. You know, you, oh yeah, yeah. They, it, it was rough sometimes, and I think that's you know I learned after a while to not do that. But it, some some days just wow. Yeah. Yeah. And do you does does that happen at all with you being a doctor? Do you ever see anyone think I'm like, I'm really worried about a person, and you it kind of comes home with you? Not anymore. It did in the beginning, but then you had to learn how to let it go because otherwise you'd be a wreck. Yeah. You deal with troubled persons all day, and all of them. Uh, there's always a tragedy in every patient. <laughs> it might be small and it might be a big one, but it's always something there that you can potentially take home with you. And yeah. I learned to just shut it off. Uh, I mean, I have a family of my own now. I wouldn't be there for them when I'm home, not sitting around brooding over some poor person I met at the hospital. Because, I mean, everyone's in pain <laughs> one way or another. And, yeah. And, yeah. And some of the stories about people that you come across being an doctor is just a heartbreak from that sort of like. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Looking for my uh, That's okay. So that was a guest visit there from from someone. Did we know who that was? Dee Dee no. Oh, God. that was Dee Dee. That was Dee Dee. Didn't right. Okay, totally didn't recognise him. Okay, well, okay, well, there you go. I just didn't recognise Dee Dee Learning. What a dick. Um, so, uh, so what's what's next? Um, obviously, I mean, once this cycle's done, are you done? Is there more? Are you staying? We do have a few festivals. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the obligatory yeah, festivals. But, yeah, yeah, summer. Yeah. No bigger tours lined up for now. Right. That I know of. No, no, that that's about it. I think we might do. I don't know. We might do Japan in the fall, but that's kind of like a one-off. And then getting into slowly getting into writing mode again. I was gonna say, does a double album give you double the time off? Double <laughs> <laughs> the time off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no we'll, we'll see. I I don't know what's gonna happen, but um, I I I feel like you know starting to to write some some new material. Yeah. Kind of feeling. Yeah. But um, cool. And then if it's gonna be another double album or not, I, I don't know. We kind of hooked. It kind of seems like a, a boring thing to just go back to making like a normal album, you know, eleven, twelve songs or whatever. But yeah. Then again, we're not gonna force it. So. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's. I'm sure you've had this question a hundred times, so I apologize okay. in advance. Um, any thoughts of playing the whole album all the way through? The, no, both. Yes. Uh, we have talked about it, but I don't know. It just feels like you know people do want to hear the other stuff too, and it's a double album, so that would definitely take up the whole also, show. Yeah, for sure. and, and we can add more songs to that. Some yeah. of the, some of the songs were like they weren't meant to be played live. That's yeah. like the yeah. album yeah. songs. The refreshing yeah. thing about doing a double album is like no one expects you to play to play twenty songs. From your latest album, yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's kind of liberating to be able to just we do this strange thing that we've never done before, and we can't really reproduce it live. But what the fuck, it's a double album, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, because it, 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 it struck me listening to it, it's got it, there's a there's a and, and the story and everything is very it's very visual and it lends mm. itself to a to a to a kind of big theatrical show and yeah. you know capturing it on DVD as this mm. kind of like 
one live entity. But yeah. again, it, but also that's going to cost a fortune. Yeah. <laughs> it? Yeah. If you're going to do it just if you want to do it, you're going to do it. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. That would be a like experimentation and some acoustic interludes and whatever, and it would be, I mean, we would have to have a lot of stuff on backing tracks, and if we're going to do this epic big double or acoustic guitar in a stand, yeah, uh, <laughs> one that, yeah, cool. Uh, one of you gets to be Kirk Hammer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, what about um, what about big like big support slots? Have any any kind of come your way? Any talk of? Because uh, personally, I just you know I'd love to think that 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 last album would have opened a few doors for you. I know. Yeah. No, I guess we haven't really heard much on that front. We know that the guys in Metallica love soul work, you know, especially Kirk. That's funny he brought that oh, up. Right, yeah, right. and yeah. Um, there's other bands too. We have a lot of fans in big bands, so to speak. So it shouldn't be a, a problem, but it's it's also timing. It's managers and you know. Yeah, schedules and yeah, all the rest yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. But um, you can always get a young, good-looking crabcore band. <laughs> With a, a big budget, yeah, and, uh, sponsored by Energy Drinks. Whereas yeah, you can yeah, choose between that and a bunch of yeah. bold sweets in their late thirties. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking the bold sweets every day. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Because those other lot, you know, those skinny jeans yeah. product in there. I mean, yeah. yeah, throw a pound out the window, throw a pound out the venue door, mm. hit three of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it, no, it's, it, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of um. That there is a sort of slightly dis disheartening element about about metal at the moment for me. Yeah. About that kind of, it it's just getting pumped out like fucking product. Yeah. Um, you know, people, you know, production sounding the same. And yeah. Everything. It, 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 I don't know. You know, maybe I'm just old and grumpy, and you know, I'm sure I'll be accused of that. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Yeah. But I guess the, the industry is desperate. Desperately try to find the new trend and what will turn the whole thing over and make people start buying stuff again. And I guess they will ultimately fail. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, of course, I mean it's it's hard. It's always I can I can see why. I mean, there's always there's got to be hope <laughs> in yeah. everyone's life. I mean, yeah, and that's where I think we will last. You know, yeah. Because, well, because I mean, you have to be sensitive to any you know trends. No, yeah, no, 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 no. It's, it's no, too no, late no. to try and be friendly now. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that, yeah. <laughs> Retirement friendly. Yeah, metal. wigs and neck tattoos all Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not loving that mental image. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, <laughs> well, you will take that home with you. That mental image will. Uh, when you try to go to sleep tonight. Uh, <laughs> oh, now oh. you've said that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, oh god, yeah, and with, in, a, in a Santa outfit as well. Yeah. You know, that'd, yeah. Be, uh, that'd be kind of weird. <laughs> um, well, look, um, guys, I think, um, uh, you know, we've um, we've talked a lot about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure to meet you. Um, and, and, you know, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Really thank appreciate you. it. Not at all. I hope you find your, your hobby, man. Yeah, I really do. Really yeah. Thank you. And uh, enjoy going back and see you at Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> cool, lovely. Great. Let's not discuss Marillion. Yeah, you're wrong. There's no discussion. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, there you have it. Uh, a nice old chat with Soilwork there, and me making a complete dick of myself, not recognising D.D. Verney. How fucking embarrassing is that? Um, in my defence, um, in my mind, he still has those long sort of ringlets, that big, massive, curly hair, um, and and. Uh, it just completely threw me that he's like a baseball cap on, um, aviator sunglasses, and just looked completely different. Just well, hence I didn't know who it was, like a knob. Um, so yeah, that was uh, completely embarrassing. There you go. Um, happens to us all, folks. Uh, what a dick I was. Um, so we're coming down, winding down the end of the podcast now. As always, thank you very much for all of you for um, uh, you know for tuning in constantly. Um, it's um, it, it, it's a real honour. Um, the the amount of you who just like spreading the word and the way it's increasing is just um, it's brilliant. It really is. I know I say this every month and I probably always will because I'm very appreciative. Um, I like podcasts myself. That's kind of what inspired me to do this. Well, that and Craig saying, why don't you do it? Um, and um, yeah, it's just it's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, but uh, a couple of other things I wanted to mention. If you get a chance to see uh, here, Ice T um, and Body Count cover version uh, doing a cover of Suicidal Tendencies, Institutionalized. Um, it's on the new album that's coming out. It's fucking brilliant. I, pay, I, I it was on YouTube for a couple of days and it got ripped down. It's fucking excellent. Um, Ice, I don't know, you know, Ice or Mr Cube or whatever I call him. Um, he um, he's done a brilliant job. It's very very funny. I I really urge you all to go out there and listen to it. It's it's fucking great. Um, and um, and <laughs> let's get to a little a little episode, a little part of the this episode. We're going to call um, Howard's book review. And um, here are the reviews so far. Uh, Max Cavaliero's autobiography, uh, very cool. Um, it's very brief, um, but really, really compelling. Um, it's only about it's less than three hundred pages, and um, but I, I chomped through that in a couple of days. Really, really cool. Definitely worth um, uh, picking up and getting a read of. Um, and I'm now at the end of the scale. I'm now uh, reading D. Schneider from Twisted Sisters autobiography. Um, that is somewhat uh, different. Um, it's, uh, uh, I mean, without doubt, one of my favourite and one I think is one of the all-time great frontmen. Um, and believe you and me, um, D agrees with that statement. Um, and, um, yeah, you know, there's no drugs, no rock and roll. Um, if you do want to read 500 pages of, um, how in love he is with his wife, then, um, I'd recommend this book to you every day of the fucking week. Um... Don't get me wrong, I, books full of that, like, you know, just constant, oh, and then I was a junkie, and then I was addicted to pain meds, and then I was, oh, and then you were a dick! Um, you know, whatever, I'm, I'm just a bit bored of those, but Jesus Christ, then D. Schneider's like the other end of the scale, it's like, yeah, um, anyway, look, just read it, um, if you want, if you don't, I totally understand. I'm going to be finished with it in about 100 pages, so seriously... Um, this is the second-hand bookstall part of the uh, podcast. If anybody out there uh, wants Dee Schneider's autobiography, just send me a tweet, your address, and um, and and I'll, I'll post it out, or um, or message me on the Facebook page, or Howard at allaboutthe.rock.co.uk, and don't forget all about the rock and all the metal goodness going on there. Um, so um, I think that's everything. I think it's everything. Oh, and uh, sorry, there's a podcast out there called Jake's Inferno. Jake, if you're listening, thank you so much. I will put a link on the Facebook page. Um, Jake um, is um, is from Denmark, I think. Sorry, Jake, if you're not, but he didn't mention it. But he, he apparently he saw Acid Rain back in the day, and um, when we supported um, Candlemas, Dark Angel, and Nuclear Assault. How's that from motherfucking thrash legendary Bill right there? Um, 
and well the other three you know and then us propping it up um and um he uh he's been listening to talking bollocks and he's a big advocate of it and, he, and he's got a brilliant podcast which has been going years he knows way more about this than i'll ever know so um probably worth checking out uh jake's inferno check the facebook page i'll put some links up um you see it's so handy having that facebook page here and it? it's like uh, it's almost like um we meant to do it um so a little bit of trailer for next month um next month's star guest <laughs> is my old mate um, Sabbath guitarist, one-time Acid Rain guitarist, and apparently he's produced a few records. Andy Sneap. Um, uh, oh, and current Hell guitarist. I forgot to mention that. So uh, me and Andy had um, uh, met up, had a curry and a few beers, and a right old chat. Um, got it all recorded. Not the curry. You wouldn't have wanted to uh, to record that. Um, but uh, yeah, it was um, it was really cool. That's going to be next month. The month after that. Uh, definitely one cool interview. Possibly a second fucking awesome one. I'm um, just waiting on that but um yeah lots of uh, lots of cool exciting things lined up for you guys um and um you know keep listening um it's cool um but now it's time for the end of the show and i i don't want to leave you on a downer um but the world of comedy uh and heavy metal for that matter lost um lost an absolute and this is an overused word lost a legend um, and that is the the wonderful, the hilarious, foul-mouthed Rick Mail. Rick Mail was um, part of the Young Ones, who were this young, exciting group of comedians. It was a TV program in in, in the UK back in the early eighties um, uh, that changed the face of comedy forever. Um, I mean, I think the first time I, 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 if I think back to my childhood, the first time I remember absolutely, I believe the phrase is losing my shit and laughing uncontrollably at anything was an episode of The Young Ones. Um, certainly, certainly comedically, it inspired me uh, for, for many, many years to come. He went on to do all sorts of incredible things within comedy um, and acting as well. Um, it was amazing. And, um, and and as a band, Acid Rain um, covered Warriors of Genghis Khan, which was the um, the uh, a song by the joke heavy metal band Bad News. Bad News 1 and Bad News 2. Absolutely fucking hilarious. Um, track them down. I'll try and find links and put them on the Facebook page. Um, honestly, make Spinal Tap look seriously unfunny. It's just absolutely brilliant me and all the boys in acid rain we all loved them and hence you know we did the um, the the warriors of genghis khan thing but um just an absolute absolute legend um i mean when i did the interview with andy um andy sneep the other week uh well earlier in this week um i came into the curry house where he was already eating, sat down was like all right mate how are you yeah how are you yeah all right cool cool ordered and then we just looked at each other and andy just said what about rick mail eh and i was like yeah i know it's fucking horrible isn't it yeah it's it's fucking awful and it's hard to it's hard to sort of communicate this really properly um uh of of what a thing it is it's just that um if look it, it was how's this the young ones was the comedy version of breaking bad of the day i mean when an episode was on the following day at school that's all anybody would be talking about. In fact, some of the teachers even admitted that they watched it purely because they wanted to know what the fuck was going on and what kids were going to be talking about the following day. Um, it was a phenomenon. It really was. It was It was awesome. And, and, and Rick Mail was a massive part of that. He's a very, very funny guy. And because it goes back to that part of, uh, of my generation's childhood, that, I think that's why it so profoundly affected us all. Um, because he was just 56 and some of us are, are, are you know, are... Uh, 
can see that as a wow I haven't got long left sort of um, age um, it's such a shame such a shame um, a, a re- from what I gather all um, friends of mine on the circuit and people within TV who, who work with him and that I know all said that he was just an absolutely brilliant bloke he was just funny off screen funny on screen just a delight to deal with a delight to work with um, and as I said I don't want to leave this as a I don't want this to be a downer as an end to the episode um, because there's so many laughs there are so many laughs to be had from his back catalogue of hits so go out there and, and look for the bad news and and, and, and also for a legendary legendary uh, one-off episode um, which was called uh, Mr Jolly Lives Next Door. This was the forerunner of what was going to be uh, going to end up be, being called uh, well going to end up being Bottom, which was Rick and Aid together. Um, this was um, a one-off episode. It's called Mr Jolly Lives Next Door. It's fucking brilliant. It's hilarious, and uh, we were watching it constantly. We took it on the road with us when we went on the first nuclear assault tour, and we always used to play it in the lounge. And by the end of the tour. Um, uh, Dan and John and Glenn and Anthony Nuclear Assault were all begging us to put it back on as as um, as uh, as Dan Lilka used to refer to it the love bucket episode they just they couldn't believe it they'd never seen anything like this before and they just fucking loved it and and you can tell just I'm starting to laugh just thinking about it it's just it's just brilliant so um so here's my tribute to Rick Mail, um, uh, an absolute comedy legend, somebody who will be missed. It's been a pleasure having you all on, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for, um, ladies and gentlemen. What I, I've got slipped into like comedian zone there. To apologise. Um, seriously, uh, it's great having you all along. Thanks for listening, um, and uh, and have a listen. This is this is a tribute to um, to Rick Mail, and I'm sure you all know what's coming. This is uh, my old band, Acid Rain, back in the day, covering Warriors of Genghis Khan by Rick Mail, Bad News, The Young Ones, whatever you want to call them. This is Warriors of Genghis Khan. Blessings on